0: i Spaces Welcome to the ether today is Friday, May 20th, 2022 today on the ether part one of a two-part special Friday Algo and Terra Luna town hall, NFT space hosted by Jeff Malko. You'll hear PS labs, pop and puffins and space trip. Let's take a listen.
1: Okay, I guess we can get started. Um, yeah, I want to welcome everybody uh, from the Algrand and the Terra Luna communities. Uh, particularly, our guests, Space Trip, uh, Kemi, Zima Pro, and the Papa Puffin, uh, Poppin Puffins team. So, yeah, I mean, if if we want to get started, just uh, discuss what's been happening for the last week. And I really, I really want to ask the Papa Puffins kind of for, uh, I guess, an origin story. I really want to learn about like how you came to TerraLoon in the first place, what was the genesis of the projects and uh all that, if if somebody wanted to uh take the mic.
2: Sure, yeah. Uh this is Lilac from Pop and Puffins, the one of the founders of uh Pop and Puffins. The other founder is a good friend and artist uh who couldn't be here tonight, uh, the Olafants. But um yeah, basically we are both artists. Um I was a musician, a performer, I did theater and uh, various things. And I was in Berlin and I met the Olafants, who's an incredible graffiti artist in his own right and and well-known in Europe. And, um, you know, we've always done things together uh, from art projects to uh, branding and graphic design and advertising. So um, last year we started doing NFTs for fun just like on Ethereum and selling just individual pieces like art pieces and it re- went really well and um we just kept working together and we also work in Iceland every year and we really love going to Iceland because we work for a festival there and we were just playing around last summer with this character the puffin because of course if you go to Iceland you know there's volcanoes there's Uh, you know just these crazy landscapes and then there's these these creatures you know the puffins are like these mystical birds that are difficult to see only in a few months of the year so um the oliphants is a new dad and he was also just like kind of making characters for his kid and we just loved just the how cute it was and how it also just it just felt like a really kind of sensitive animal for this beautiful ecosystem so we just kind of fell in love with it and thought it would be a great character. And we put a couple up on Tezos, just like kind of puffin drawings. And one of the, the buyers was, um, a galactic punk, uh, developer. And if you're from Terra, then you know that the galactic punks were like the original OG project on Terra. Um, and so he was just kind of giving us advice about what we could do. And he said he really liked them. And, um, Yeah, it was just kind of luck. You know, it was kind of lucky. Um, He was like, yeah, maybe you could do it on Terra. And we were like, oh, what's (laughs) Terra? Famous last words. Um, uh, And we discovered Terra and and it was, it was, it was just cool. You know, we learned a lot in the beginning about, uh, you know, the whole ecosystem and everything. And we didn't really know much about it because we were artists and we got help to develop our project on Terra and it, it went uh, went really well. We had a, a really interesting mint because it was like during another crash <laughs> in November, like a normal crash. So it was kind of like fun, funny and weird to mint when like everyone was kind of, you know, getting wrecked, I guess, but it was a normal kind of wrecked at that point. And um, yeah. And from there we just, we, we discovered our community, and we kind of just let it grow organically. And our key has always been, uh, you know, really good art at the core, because that's our—that's where we come from. And especially graffiti and street art. So we have a lot of tie-ins with street art. Um, like if you buy, if you mint ten puffins, then we create like a custom tag uh, for you, and that could be anything you want. So just kind of keeping that spirit alive, just really spontaneous and fun and uh, and creative. And then our community also has the mission, the kind of a mission at its core of conservation, because, you know, we're on Iceland and, you know, the community, the culture there is, is, you know, they're very much, you know, environmentally conscious and they use geothermal energy. And, um, so they're very progressive in that sense. And it's a very fragile ecosystem. So, you know, it just kind of goes hand in hand with a creature, I think on, um, on Algorand, you know, we have all these projects with animals and that's, what's so cool because when you, when you have an animal as your, as your character right it just kind of automatically reminds you of the world that we live in how we're all connected and we're it's not just humans right there's all these other creatures on the planet so we attracted a lot of you know people in our community who really cared about the planet and the environment and conservation and just human human causes as well so um that's really cool and i think uh uh yeah that's how our mission kind of consolidated and we have this core of art that's fun, but also at the same time, we, we have this like mission to uh, do something good for the planet and create uh, a community. That's, uh, you know, the opposite of toxic, right. That's really productive and accepting and empathetic and where people can come and, and feel love and feel uh, like they have a place where they can just, you know, have fun and talk about anything. So um, yeah, well, that, that's our story. That's where we came from. Pretty crazy, you know, just from, from graffiti to, uh, to you to Terra in, in if in six months just uh by way of for you know by way of fortuitous uh, <laughs> uh serendipity, I guess is the word. Serendipity.
1: You know, I'm curious because uh I know Al-Ghwan is here and he could speak to this, but they've donated uh they've planted over a hundred thousand trees. what have you done in lieu of like uh your community previously obviously um and have you any worked with any non and done anything like I, I don't know how the terra luna community is yeah in, in that regard
2: so well it's super interesting well first of all um terra had an organization called angel protocol and i think on sunday in our block party uh, that we're organizing uh, they are going to speak and um that was an incredible organization uh, on terra because they were onboarding charities uh and ngos to be paid in crypto in terra or luna or ust excuse me i think it was in ust and the idea was that being paid in ust would give them yield uh, in perpetuity of course i don't you know it would be interesting to talk to them on sunday how that how that's you know what happened i guess but it must be really tough for them because they had all these charities where you could donate in crypto and ust which was super convenient because i mean that's really the key right if you can donate your crypto to an NGO you don't have to donate in fiat then that's kind of the future and they were really enabling that so um, it was super easy for us to you know create a campaign and um, you know donate through them so we did that a lot we have this group in our uh, community called the guardians and they kind of formed organically as well and the guardians um, you know they kind of create ideas for charitable initiatives and create a campaign so maybe we'll create a special puffin or work with another project and they will spearhead some kind of initiative and create a call you know select a cause and to create a you know an auction or something and then whatever revenue we receive from that auction or that campaign then we'll donate it to the charity and before we were using uh, angel but um, I'm not sure on Algorand I I think we want to continue that and I've been talking to a few Projects and uh, I want to talk to more community leaders as well and founders to, to ask how how they're doing it because it would be great to I guess you know have Algorand on board charities that would be really cool um, and then we have the 2.5 percent previously that we donated to um, a charity like Audubon which is a charity for uh, wild birds I have to say actually that it what's really sad. Is that we were uh, discussing with um, Audubon to to visit their uh, headquarters in Maine and donate, uh, like, do kind of a like a a just like a video and like make a big check and go to go visit the islands where the puffins live and uh talk to their scientists and really go there and say hey like we're this crazy nft project and we're you know bringing you these funds you know for for you, the, you know, this this is like a big deal you know these this amount of funds that we're bringing to your small project like we're so excited to do this and then all of a sudden uh basically we got we got liquidated and have have nothing so i don't think we're going to be able to do that um, cause we, we were planning to go up in May or early June when the puffins return to their islands, their summer home in Maine. And, um, yeah, we, we I don't think we can do that, but maybe, maybe not, maybe now we're on Algorand and, I, uh, we can, <laughs> we could still do it. Um, and I think on Algorand, we're even going to up our, uh, contribution or, um, you know, our pledge to, uh, you know, more than significantly more than two and a half percent on Terra. It wasn't like a thing to donate to a cause. It was some projects did right. Um, And I think we have space, um, space tree in here and they are really, really awesome that what they're doing and, um, and they'll talk about what they're doing, but um, it wasn't like a huge focus on uh, Terra. So I think Algorand is a cool place because a lot of projects are more aligned with uh, that mission. And I hope we can kind of up the ante a bit and, um, and, and still make that, Trip to Maine and and donate to uh, to that project Puffin that we were we were so excited to uh, support.
1: Yeah, I just want to say like I, I've spoken to a lot of people this last week in the Terra Luna community, and I'm I, I think a lot of people in the Algorand community they are you know sympathetic empathetic to the whole entire situation. You know, people had their huge investments in this ecosystem in this protocol, and 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 it went you know down and. And um, you know, a lot of people are I can imagine are giving up and you know, they're just like they don't want to deal with crypto or they just wanna step away, period, like for, for a long time and there's even been, you know, worse scenarios, unfortunately. And um it's sad and, and I just wanna emphasize like within the realm of crypto, it's always good to like, you know, only invest what you can afford to lose and comfortable with losing. And um I, I think that people a lot of people have been through bear markets, but a lot of people also haven't. They haven't seen these type of downturns and this might be you Know a wholly unique situation, but um, I, I think that's a lesson for everybody. But um, we are excited to have you here on Algorand. Um, you have the full support of the community. I already talked to you about you know, if you're able to make the NFT NYC and us, you know, presenting the puffins and all that other stuff, in, it, in addition to other projects like Algorand, MNGO, and everybody else from the Algo community. So, yeah, we're, we're very happy that uh, you know, your, your project's ethos aligns with Algorand being the green blockchain. So, I really appreciate it. Uh, your time coming tonight.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for hosting this. And, um, you're right. I mean, even today I was reading some, if you go on Terra Twitter or lunatic Twitter and see some of the leaders who were so positive and, you know, everyone looked up to are just kind of hopeless. Still, there's some, you know, some really troubling messages on Twitter that you read from people who, um, really were invested, you know, emotionally and physically and financially. And, yeah, I think it's just important to keep reaching out to those people and saying, hey, like there's, you know, of course you can continue with Terra. That's also an option maybe. But, you know, there are also other places where people are, you know, there's there's still communities thriving, like on Algorand, where people are doing things and moving forward and and there hasn't been a, a, a nuclear meltdown. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's Right we're
1: only down uh you know 400 percent from the all-time high no big deal but but i mean let me ask this question so in regards to like the tech i, I just want to kind of dive into that for a moment how has your interaction been with the blockchain because i've never used terra luna I, I had some friends that were you know telling me about it a couple of months ago and i was just like you know i'm kind of focused on Algorand right now i would love to dive into and have the chance and I, i'm just curious like from the tech perspective like how is the blockchain like how, how is the you know gas cost, how is the you know block time, et cetera. Like I, I if you don't mind speaking to that for a moment.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean I'm not like super techie, but to be yeah. honest, I used I used Terra and the DeFi system every day. I had like a hundred tabs open. I was going to Astroport and Stator and I was staking my Luna and I was yielding. I was, you know, I was pool I mean I was entering liquidity pools. Basically the I mean the Terra ecosystem was really awesome. I mean it was like I mean, if if it was Las Vegas, it was Caesar's Palace. You know, it was just a beautiful UX. Uh, you know, you you could just go from one DeFi platform protocol to the other and, you know, stake coins and get yield and loop things. And it was beautiful, but <laughs> but in the end it was it was, you know, it was uh the foundations were, were shaky, I guess. But but there's no doubt that developers there were doing um, you know, incredible things and there were great minds and um it, it felt really good, right. As a user, um, you could do things really quickly. Um, you know, transaction times were just a few seconds and, you know, there really was, it was a few cents per transaction, I guess. So Algorand is a bit cheaper, um, uh, for, for, in terms of gas, I think the contracts were more difficult. I know that like, you know, it was, there was a learning curve. There was a very big need and a, a gap, you know, for developers because it was like a new, uh, you know, it wasn't, you couldn't just come from Ethereum and do Terra, you know, uh, Cosmos. You had to. There were some complicated issues, I guess, with being a dev, um, which is not my specialty. But yeah, but in terms of a user they, experience, or, yeah, go on.
3: I was gonna say they use Cosmos, Jeff, so he learned coming from like ETH gas fees or something like that. Uh, that's a pretty scalable, yeah. cheap network to use.
1: Yeah, totally. I, you know, I was just curious because, like, if if you ever used AlgoFi, TinyMan, um, Pact, all of these other. New solutions. I mean, I think the UI UX is it's really improved in the last couple of months. You wouldn't even have a DEX, I mean, six months ago. So, yeah, we're growing by leaps and bounds in that regard here in algo. But, um, yeah, I was just curious, like, yeah, like you said, I, I think the developer thing is like it's, it's a cross crypto A to Z. Everybody has that issue of you know having enough developers, but that's that's super interesting. Uh, uh, Kemi, did you want to say something? Go ahead, please. Yes, sorry to
4: jump like this, but. Uh, Puffin were talking about Luna, and one thing I love about it was the UST utility and um, Anchor protocol, so why people that you, you were talking, why, why people lost a lot of money and saving, because once, one thing about Luna, they were talking about like, okay, you have you may you may have your saving life right here, because we're going to give you 20% annually uh, from AP, so People were really doing that. I almost done that, you know? I was going like to throw all my savings there to to make the 20% AP each year. So I don't know, it it was something weird. Like people really was like loving the community. I loved the community. I, I also got in in um, Luna when Galactic Punk when. Went up, okay. I made one, and then I was starting like learning about Luna, and I fall in love with the community and all of that. But it, it it was that that thing that I think that that's why people lost a lot of like yeah.
5: I, I think also that Terra is very easy to use and friendly network, and people love that about that.
4: Yes, so Terra. We we just jump right. About the conversation on Luna, totally. We, we haven't. No, no, no. I am curious. About
1: no, I was curious about it, you know, because I I know like um, some people they use Solana and some people use Cardano and there's these other blockchains and I've only really interacted a little bit with ETH. Uh, I haven't really touched much else, to be honest with you. Like I, I'm mostly on Algorand, so I was curious, like how you felt like so far coming in and having user experience, like opting into an asset and making a new wallet in Algorand. How has that experience been for you so far?
4: Yes, also uh, wh- I think I, one thing I love about Luna is that I, I was able to mint NFT from my cell phone. So I, I work every day, I, I'm, I have a coffee shop. So I'm in the street, uh, I, like to Ethereum, you need to be in, in a computer, you know, to try to mint one. But with Luna, it was right there in, in your hand, you know? Oh, I'm gonna mint this, this NFT right here, right now, just five, I don't know, ten, 10, five minutes. And that's it. You had it. And you just go and keep off working. That, that thing I love about
6: Luna also. I don't know about the puffies if that's something they, they look about it. Does Algorand have something like that?
3: I mean, I guess you could mint off an of Algo X NFT uh,
1: from a phone. What? yeah I think your mental friend as well now. how easy is that? is it is
3: well it- they they have a pair of support now I don't know what, that, how you do that, it but
4: uh that's that's a really good thing you know that, that for for real i I got like really in love of the NFT market because i I was able to do it with myself and I didn't have to do a computer so I was like maybe driving and I was like okay today is me of puffin so i'm going to be aware um I'm, I'm going to i'm going to buy one
2: you know hey yeah, Kemi, I, did you go on, sorry
7: no just um just quick, quick never mind go ahead go ahead pop in i don't want to detract the conversation
2: oh it's alright i was just going to say Kemi, if you had used any of the new wallets that were coming online you had XdeFi, you had leap wallet because there were some new wallets coming on that were even like improving that mobile experience to mint nfts
4: Yes, we were working with Lee Wallet, uh, our mint because we were minting um, on the day of the crash. Okay, we were like five days mint of mint, no. and then all the market went down. So uh, we have everything there, and we were lost. We were talk- We were like really working with Lee Wallet, uh, also for my holders, uh, giving some giveaway and stuff like that with Lee Wallet. Also, I had it some USD on Mars protocol. So uh, I I was using like you, uh, every single pro- protocol of,
1: of Luna. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, to go back to your point, uh, minting on Algorand now, like I, I looked at mint and Alex NFT, it's much more convenient now to mint directly from the marketplaces than it was before there there was they used to people used to use other websites externally but yeah that's that's a much easier process now you can can do everything on your phone at this point with algo in in regards to like minting uh for nfts yeah
2: i just want to say like i mean one thing about Terra, and it was their focus was you know doquan you know uh the famous doquan stablequan you know his whole mo was you know Onboarding users, right? So, Anchor was twenty percent. It was like a savings account that was super popular. Having wallets that were super easy to use on mobile, you know, that was important. Having a Terra as like a sponsor of sports team was important, you know. So, you saw that marketing was, you know, it was very important to have those uh, easy onboarding uh, touch points where people could just, yeah, you could mint NFTs from your phone easily. So, I think that's you know that's a cool learning. I think for for all a chains, even Ethereum, you know, just make it easier for people, you know, on the go.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to add to that yeah. point. I think that as an algorithm community, uh, like since I've been here in September, more or less, I think that the community has been expecting, you know, somebody to come along and do that. And then what really ended up happening was, you know, there were some builders, some devs that, that have been making this process easier and easier. And, they, you know, they're very uh, adept at taking community feedback and, you know, putting out a product but um it's it's on the other side of it, I think that we should all take lessons you know from A to Z, you know top to bottom, learning from what Terra Luna you know was able to do to make things convenient, like you said, onboarding users and and what's important to onboard users, like you said, wallet integrations, ease of use for x y z so that that's great to hear
7: kemi, for example, when you said you would mint on your phone, how many would you mint at once? Would you dr- would you do a drop on your Would you do a drop on your phone? Sorry can can you can you tell me
4: again? I didn't hear you quite. Yeah, no, I was saying. Um, I think he means like your phone. I I. I, I you know, I, said, I was going to say I
3: think he was talking about like you know, just a shuffle like you know shuffling.
4: Sorry, I I don't know why I can I can hear you like really really good. Uh, I don't know if Nora is is here and she can speak. But yeah,
5: just speaking that how many. NFT, you can mean you can mean whatever you want in, in Terra, for example. It depends on the platform. We mean like five NFT in the no, time, it Also
4: time depends the on, the time. on the in the project.
5: Yeah, because I projects have one mean for, for holders. If you have five tens, it depends on that project that has the limit of mint.
6: Yeah, no, that's
7: what yeah, I, I think bar, bar. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. My question was when he, when Kimmy was saying he was minting on his phone, I was just wondering like how many was he minting on his phone? If it was like ones or twos or threes, like understandable. But I, it, it, just the idea, of, like you know, minting on your phone is like a great way to onboard users or artists who just want to like do maybe five or ten for their for their own crea- you know for their own creation. So just like a really interesting opportunity for Algorand. That's what I'm just thinking. So in a more deeper level, but I think.
2: I think you're thinking well, of yes, it the uh, wrong uh, way, though, right? I think we're talking. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Space Trees is talking about minting as a user. So on, on you would say on Terra that you you mint something means you 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 you, you buy
1: it. Okay, I see what you're saying yeah, you, buy, it. You, you buy it. yeah because yeah, that's we have to, right. That's we right. Find models to use it. Yeah, the okay. we have
5: to have the point.
1: Yeah, when I I think that the the terminology here when we mint we're creating it as an a, as a we're yeah, we're minting it. That means the creator is forming the NFT. I don't know how you want to yes, say that. Yes, because
5: in Algern, they're already mint. So you don't, you don't have right. to mint.
1: Right. But yeah, there is people that are going to do yeah, on-chain sorry, sorry. as well uh, sorry. that, that
4: what, what I was saying, I can buy it from direct from the NFT market um, on just on my phone. Just previous, uh, I was in, on Ethereum and I couldn't do that. So... When I came to Luna and I saw so I could do it, I, I fell in love. I, I know Aloran have the same system, I think.
1: Sure, for sure.
4: Yes, I, I don't know if Nora can can speak about uh, a little bit about Space Trip, and I don't know if you can give me the opportunity to, to talk to the
6: community about us. Of course. You're welcome. Go ahead.
5: Yes, yes, we can talk about it. Well, if you, you know that we was on Terra and... All, all here have, know what happened on Terra. It was very difficult for us to for what happened because we lost everything. And one thing that is very important to say is that our community is very close and very united. So we need to be transparent in all what happened. So we are very grateful for Algram to de- give give us this opportunity. And people are very welcome us. So. Gonna speak about the project. We're gonna have. Sorry, the connection is very weak. You can hear me.
1: Yeah, you're fine. Go ahead.
5: Okay, perfect. Well, so we are eco-friendly project. We want to plant some trees, and that's the point. We want the people to know that we have to do something about the planet, and I think that is very important that we do that. And hello. Hello? You're good, go ahead. Okay, thank you. So it's very important to do that because we need to say that it's very we need to say that the trees is very fundamental in this world. So do you understand what I'm saying?
8: Yes, yeah, of course. No, I don't know why I
5: don't listen everything. I don't listen, no. listen everything. No.
7: Yeah, we can we can hear yeah. you. We can hear you, space trip, don't worry.
5: Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So well, we we started with space aliens in in Terra, and then we do a space tree. So, well, the plan was in in the first time do it with with want ten thousand NFT. Now we wanna have two two hundred because we want to do two blockchain that is Algorand and Solana. So we wanna have.
6: Sorry, two it's is
4: two thousand. Three. So. Yeah. Yes. For the first, uh, okay. Uh, let me get, uh, bring back a little bit the, the idea. Uh, we started, I, I'm a coffee farmer. So I, I started to see the climate changes ar- around my coffee and the, the production was really going down and down and down every time. So uh, I was, like, looking at it, why I have low production when I'm doing everything that I need to, to have good production. So. I, I saw the climate changes. I saw that every time is it was warmer, every, every time the, the rains were coming like later in the month. So all of that were the climate changes. So I started like thinking, how can I do to, to help? Okay. Yes, I, I know I have the farm. I can just plant some trees, but how can we do it with the world knowing about the, Climate change, there is a thousand foundation about it, but we we have we have to do something about it. So I I'm mean, in crypto also. I was like in Bitcoin, Ethereum, all of that. So when the NFT come and I see this this opportunity to like do both, you know, to 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 how you said mezclar, like to mix the
5: and uh, yeah. Yeah, to mix
4: it To mix to mix the real world with the NFT world. So I was speaking to Nora, she's an uh, amazing designer. All the designs she she has done it for us. And I was talking to her about doing this and she was like, okay, let's go. I, I, I love it. I love the idea. I love the idea that people can just buy one NFT and that NFT will represent one tree in the real world. And you know you 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 can feel it you can see it you can go and visit your your tree around the world the the principal concept was around the world but i think for now that we crash a little bit with luna we we're going to start like slowly also we're going to start with the 2000 trees there, there's a lot that's that's a lot of help we're going to do but then we're going to keep on pushing to to our main goal of
5: Ten thousand yeah, and it's important to say that we're gonna take care of, of that tree, not also planting. we need to take care of all these years yes, uh, we, we sorry, it's the very weak, so I listen to myself, so that's what I'm at a mess talking i
1: I can hear you you, you go ahead
5: Tammy was talking, but I don't know why I can hear I can hear what they they say
1: yeah, I think Tammy's having a, pop, think a connection issue.
5: Ah, Okay, okay, wait, I can't talk. So, each one, you have any question? I can't answer. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'm so so you, main project. We're oh, gonna we upload
4: go. the 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 picture of your tree of the tree you you mint or the NFT you have.
5: Okay? I think that oh. means listen to us.
4: Okay, uh, I, I don't know what part you didn't listen, but that uh, I was saying that every year you you're gonna be you're gonna have the upload of
1: your tree the picture the real picture of your tree
5: yeah you want going to say something
1: that's interesting so let me ask a question if you can hear me a uh, spaceship um so you're going to you want to do 10,000 you want to do on algorand and solana um do you plan on doing it on like several blockchains i'm curious like how how you were thinking about that i i think that the community management that's interesting i've spoken to other projects about doing multi chain mints I am curious like how you're thinking about that. Did you end up launching anything on Terra Luna before the situation happened? Yes. Yes, of course. We, we launched the first project, Aliens, and
4: then we, we were also having the launch of the Space Street. What was the mint on the Aliens? How many originally? Sorry, there were 2,000 of, of a Space Aliens, and we reached out like 500, something like that. We were just starting, so we didn't know the community as well. As we know now, and that that space alien make us come right now. Like how how we grow is because of space alien. That's yeah, that's the unique. way we
5: did. Alien was to make us a capital to do a space tree, because we don't have money at that time. So we do we do that to make the trees.
6: Yes. So
4: uh, right now, that you were saying about the multi blockchain. Yes. Uh, after we know about Algorand, we were speaking to a community and they voted for, for Solana. So we were like, okay, let's go to Solana. Then thanks to the puffins, they were speaking to me and saying like, Hey, this is this is a new this is the blockchain I'm I'm talking to, Algorand, so you may speak with them. I was just looking and learning about Algorand and I fell in love. I fall. I felt the same thing I felt when I was uh, trying and learning about Luna, okay yeah, so, and also
5: the green blockchain that is very important to say, and we are ecologic projects, so it's very important to make sense and what and what you are doing
4: yes, that's why so i I felt so in love about Algorand that Solana would pause it and we're gonna do it like next month or um. Over two months from now, where you are just thinking about Algorand right now.
5: Yeah, yeah, Algorand first, and we are listening to our community, and our community wants both, so we want to do it also in Solana for them. But we we are in love with Algorand.
4: Yeah, yes. For now, yeah. for now, the from the ten thousand, we are now have in mind for four thousand two hundred two thousand sorry two thousand Algorand. And 2,000 in in Solana, and then we're gonna keep looking like to have different multi chains like Cosmo or something like that to 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 go 2,000 2,000 and just go step by step, like yeah, step by step by step to to get
1: our main goal the 10,000 trees. I think it's fascinating if somebody were to do 2,000 on. I don't know Cardano, Tezos, Solana. I, I think it would be fascinating, just like from an outsider's perspective, to see how they would manage that type of community. I, I mean, I, I mean, the, the amount of work I can't imagine, but I w- it would be fascinating to see a project launch something like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you're launching an algorithm, I'll definitely be picking one up. And I, I just want to present, uh, you know, bring Robert here from uh, Data Museum as well. He's been helping with the transition for a lot of projects. Uh, if you want to speak on that, Robert. Sorry, just I just missed that bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about the transition for uh, you know helping the projects move over from Terra Luna, you know. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
9: yeah. So um, maybe it's worth talking about how how we ended up doing this. Um, on uh, Monday, I um, you know just looking at Twitter and seeing you know, I guess the the devastation that some of the you know Terra community was facing and. And seeing a bunch of the our ground communities reaching out, I mean like, hey, you know, can, can we can we help out? And I thought, well, you know, we uh, you just mentioned the Data History Museum. <clears throat> um, maybe it's worth explaining what that is first, the context. So, it's a project that we've been working on for the last six months. It's a bit of a different take on what you can do with NFTs, and the basic idea behind it is if you think of like an artifact. In a museum like a physical artifact there's two intrinsic properties that you can model one of them is causality which is the idea of that uh, physical object you can draw a causal chain from today back in time to the point in history that either it was created or touched that made it interesting and you can prove that with carbon dating and the second one is originality the actual artifact is the artifact it's not the copy that's in the gift shop what we realized is that a public blockchain for the first time ever gives you the ability to model those two intrinsic properties um in a digital way so causal causality for us is the uh, creation time of the digital token on the blockchain which is obviously immutable and publicly inspectable and that's the equivalent of carbon dating so as long as the time that that artifact was created corresponds very closely to the time that the um, event that we are um, essentially representing happened and there was no human hands touching it it is completely automated as a direct result of that event happening um then we've got a causal link and then um, originality directly translates to non-fungibility so we mint these as non-fungible tokens, and so our goal is to mint um, human, cosmic, and terrestrial interesting events uh, as these verifiably authentic digital historical artifacts. And we started off with earthquakes, and we're currently looking at doing like solar flares, and um, you know maybe like Supreme Court rulings or, or, and stuff like that. We've got a huge you know, multi-year sort of vision and roadmap for it. But anyway, so the the reason why that's relevant is that we bit, built a, a whole bunch of um, intellectual property around a sort of sophisticated automated minting system and I was able to grab that and in, in sort of two or three hours on Monday essentially build something that um, you could run and it would go and look at a uh, collection on Terra. It would pull back all of the NFT metadata and then mint the equivalent NFT on Algorand um, with all the same traits and the same IPFS URL for the image, etc. And um, I just, you know, look, I just posted it on on on, on GitHub, open sourced it, and and put it out on Twitter, and and it got a reasonable like amount of attention, which was interesting. So um, since then, the Algorand Foundation kind of chatted to us about hey, can we can we do something to, you know, help these um, communities if they want to migrate, can we make it really secure and seamless and easy for them to do, like to help them out? And so we basically, um, you know, my team and I, we went to the drawing board and essentially mapped out two processes that we could pretty much automate or, or at least make self-service, um, one being a project creator coming and... And sort of, you know, proving that they owned a collection um, and then being able to essentially execute this tool that, that I created on Monday to mint all of their NFTs on Algorand. Um, and as part of that, that the Algorand Foundation would fund the, um, the wallet so that they didn't have to, like, pay money because obviously <laughs> these communities, you know, unfortunately have obviously lost a lot of their liquidity, as we heard before, from Poppin um, and, and Space Tree. And um, then the second process would be uh, a self-service tool to allow the actual holders to essentially visit a website, connect their Terra wallet, connect their new Algorand wallet, um, and 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 essentially claim one for one the NFTs that um, you know the, the equivalent NFT on on Algorand, um, and again get their wallet funded so that they don't have to pay the you know transaction fee and the holding fee. Um, And and essentially, you know, if if we were able to do that and as well as all of that provide like education about what what it's like in the NFT community, like what are the marketplaces and how do the wallets work and and all of this sort of thing to make that sort of onboarding, if you will, a bit more seamless and um less overwhelming, right? Um so yeah, that's that's what that's what me and my team have been working on. Um, you know, we've got about like eight eight people and then and then outside of that there's heaps of people in the you know, Algorand community that are, that are jumping in with us, as well as the foundation, uh, You know, a bunch of the people on the call at the moment. So we've just been working really, really hard. Um, so we've got um, the initial page kind of describing all this at uh, migrate.algorand.foundation. And we're about halfway through the tool that would allow individual NFT holders to, to do their migration. And once we've done that, then we'll... How is the ETA on, Monday on Monday that?
1: Yeah, so what's the ETA on that being publicly available and ready to like use from A to z i, w- I would say
9: the um, bit for individual NFT holders would be first half of next week, and then I'd say by end of next week we should be able to have the the full end to end. Um, one thing I will say, like we're, we're trying to basically identify a couple of Terra projects that are happy to be sort of Beta testers, if you will, so that we can handhold them through the migration and really just get their feedback about what makes sense so that we can make these tools work for their actual needs. Um, so, you know, if there's anyone listening that, like, is interested in exploring it, we'd love to hear from you. Um, the easiest way is to go to that foundation website and basically sign. There's like a Google form um, in there to sign up and, um, yeah, we, what we do is we, we drop you in a, a Discord we've created with a bunch of the key kind of Algorand NFT um, people um, to, you know, just, just kind of make you feel welcome and
1: answer any questions you have and that sort of thing. And, and just if, if you don't know uh, from the Terra community, uh, Australians and Italians basically make up 99% of the Algorand community. So there's not really much space for anybody else. But, you, uh, you know, we could squeeze a couple more people in. Uh Yeah, who else do we have up here? Uh, Zima, did you want to speak on anything, particularly for the community side? Yeah, thank you.
6: I
10: have a question that just sparked in my head. If, uh, I might have some other topic here too, but if Tara were to pull through, is there a way... That Algorand, anyone in Algorand knows that Terra could also possibly transition or Algorand could help them transition more green? Because that would be more bullish for Terra as well
1: and help them. Uh, in terms of the tech side?
10: Yeah, tech side. And however, I, I don't know how it is for uh, why Algorand is more green. We're still figuring out how to set up our wallets and stuff like that. So I'm just curious if it's even possible for Terra to go more
1: green. I I guess, Agash or Rob, if you want to speak on that. Yeah, I'm
9: happy to. I mean, as as far as I understand it, um, there's there's two key aspects. One would be the fact that Silvio, um, you know, is a Turing award-winning cryptographer who designed the pure proof-of-stake consensus algorithm behind Algorand deliberately designed it from the very beginning to be a green algorithm, so it uses a very minimal amount of, um, you know, computation power. Uh, And the second part then is that the amount that is left is more than offset, Um, uh, so so that makes it a carbon negative chain. Um, And and interestingly, um, Algorand uses climate trade, which is something that... Um, you know, has the carbon credits been tracked on blockchain um, to offset their credits so it's all transparent. I don't know, Agash, if you wanted to add anything.
6: Yeah, I guess the main thing I was going to mention was the carbon offsets, which I think uh, is the main reason why we're carbon neutral. So, I don't know, if Luna wanted to spend the money as well and buy the carbon offsets, they
1: could probably do the same thing. Uh, so I, I think to to the point, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, naturally Algreen is more or less carbon neutral, but then they buy more credits to be carbon negative, which is not a significant amount if if, if, I, if I understood correctly. I don't know.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be carbon neutral, um, but
9: yeah, it's been designed to be really low kind of, um, you know, computationally from a computationally expensive yeah, perspective, and then yet yeah, they they more than offset that amount.
1: I don't know somebody I don't know where I was it's one of these youtube videos they said you know seven houses you know what is it the amount of electricity that seven houses use per day or something like that. I don't know what the number was, but nothing that crazy but um Benji's here as well uh Benji, did you want to speak a little bit about Algoana? and if people don't know from the Terra Luna community about you know your tree planting initiative, uh, Gilbert the Guana, etc.
6: Yeah, for sure. Um, great to be here, guys.
11: Um, and I guess on behalf of myself and the the Goana community, I'd like to welcome everyone from who's come across from Terra. Um, so yeah, like thank you guys for for choosing our Um I hope you're. You'll feel at home here. Um, if there's anything that I personally can do to help make the transition easier, if any of you ever have any questions, then please feel free to reach out. Um, my DMs are open on Twitter and Discord. Um, I'm happy to jump on calls and walk you through stuff. That said, I'm not the most technical of project um, leads when it comes to NFTs, but um, I can certainly point you in the right direction. Um, I think the work that um is happening behind the scenes that the data history museum guys are doing with the foundation it's fantastic um just to make this process to onboard um uh, projects and communities as easy as possible i think it's a really a really great initiative um and i guess i just urge the wider our community just to you know let's open our arms let's be as welcoming as possible to these terror communities they've obviously Had a really shit couple of weeks, um, (laughs) for want of a better word. Um so yeah, I think we should be as welcoming as possible. And let's, you know, we've got a we've got a fantastic community here, um, and you know, some really great people. So I'm sure that's it's you know, it goes without saying that you will be incredibly welcoming. But I think also for us, there's a huge benefit um as a, a growing NFT community that's still Comparative with some of the other chains, it's relative to the early days. Um, so to be able to onboard, um, you know, established projects um, and um, experienced NFT collectors in communities, I think is a real a real big win for us um, within the Algorand family as well. So um, yeah, let's all just do everything we can to make everyone from Terra feel at home here on Algorand. Um, I'm super excited. Um, about hearing about kind of what Space Trees and the Puffins Project's both doing. Um, The Puffins guys, I mean, the idea of doing like, you know, like in-person meetup in Iceland, I think is just insane. It's like, you know, for everyone, it's like a full bucket list item. And, you know, you guys having an environmental aspect to what you're doing around like wildlife conservation, um, I think sounds really cool. Um, I was really excited by some of the stuff you were saying about um the project which was onboarding charities and organizations onto terra so people could could donate directly with crypto that's something um you know we've kind of talked about quite a lot here on our grand um and like space trees as well i think you know there's a lot of synergy um between what you guys do and what what we do and um i think we share a lot of very similar values as well so um perhaps, you know, we can find a time sort of away from the public domain. And I'd love to jump on a call and learn more about your project and fill you in a bit more in more detail about what we do with our, our tree planting initiative as well, and see how we can, we can work together and support each other there. Cause um, cause yeah, I mean, we're obviously very similar, um, in that regard. Um, and I guess if I kind of speak about that first, um, when we launched uh, back in September, um, I was kind of conscious at the time that, you know, I guess NFTs were kind of publicly, like they kind of exploded in popularity. So they're in the sort of public domain, but there's always this bad press around, you know, NFTs are bad for the environment. Um, and at the same time, you know, we were working on Algorand and Algorand, one of the features we've talked about is it's, you know, it's carbon negative blockchain. So it's kind of, it was a really good opportunity to demonstrate that NFTs didn't have to be, and they aren't necessarily bad for the environment. Um, So we wanted to use them as a tool to kind of do good. And we started with the simple goal of we're going to plant one tree for every NFT that we produce. Um, We were incredibly fortunate that we got um, really great community support and the the project kind of took off. Um, So we were in a position to do a lot more than that um, by December, we'd done about 40,000 trees, which is really cool. So we plant through an organization here in Australia called Carbon Neutral. Um, they're a really great great uh, organization that they plant this diverse range of trees and shrubs. So it's all kind of, um, it helps contribute to biodiversity as well as carbon sequestration. Um, they also, work on land which is kind of legally protected by a covenant which means the trees are going to be protected for like the next hundred years which i think is also really important um as well and i know i love how you you guys talked about um that people can actually like see their tree i think that's really cool and i'd love to learn more about how that kind of mechanic works as well um and i guess the tree planting from there just evolved i started working um with Kavita uh, Polani. She's kind of come in and partnered with me. And um, towards the end of last year, we actually established uh, the Algoana or the Gilbert Goana tree planting fund. And the aim of the fund is um, we kind of raise algos um, through partnerships, donations, NFTs. um, And these algos and then put to work in the ecosystem. So the idea is that they'll generate a yield through DeFi and governance. And that allows us then, we're currently doing it on a quarterly basis, but at the end of each quarter, we'll take the yield that's been generated. Um, and last quarter, we took like 5% of the assets and we kind of liquidated those. And then we went and supported um, tree planting projects uh, around the world. So that's that's kind of the the big goal with the the tree planting fund is just to kind of keep growing that keep expanding, um, our reach, having a bigger impact, um, and planting more trees, which is really, really exciting. Um, so again, yeah, I would just like to extend that offer to, to space trees. Let's jump on a call and, and chat about what you're doing and how we can, we can support each other. Um, in terms of our project, um, the first collection was, was pretty small comparative to, I guess, what you see on some of the other chains. There was only 489 nfts um as part of that we had sort of a staking process where people could stake their goannas and one of the rewards for that was that they got um they got to produce like a goanna egg um and then we've also run a couple of snapshots um since then as well um and this is all kind of leading up to our sort of b2 series our second edition which we're looking to get out kind of in the next, in the coming weeks, uh, weeks and months, um, we're aiming for kind of June, July release, um, and this it's going to be a bigger series. There's going to be five thousand five hundred and fifty-five NFTs in it, um, and part of uh, the activities, I guess, that's been happening within the community um, has helped craft the narrative that's going to shape this this new collection. Um, so, to give you a, a quick bit bit of background. Um, As a community, um, we came together um, at the start of the year and we kind of, it basically was like a trial run for kind of like a collective investment. Um, We'd heard about this opportunity to potentially bridge NFTs um, from chain to chain and we thought, you know, kind of throwing ideas around, it came up with, well, what if we could go and buy like um, an eight from Ethereum and bring that across to Algorand? And in the end we kind of spun up a multi-sig wallet, um, pulled some capital from our community and we raised enough to go and buy an M2 mutant ape, uh, Andy, the mutant, he's got his own profile here on Twitter. Um, and that kind of just kicked off this whole chain of events, I guess. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, there was this kind of flurry of excitement and activity, uh, following the purchase, um, some kind of community members. Um, Chankel was super involved, but that kind of ended up crafting this whole story about how this team of Goana scientists are busy, like toiling away in the lab, and they created this uh, portal wormhole that helped help them explore the metaverse. And they kind of, you know, they they finish their testing and they they bring this thing online, not knowing what they're going to find. Um, meanwhile over on ethereum this kind of mutant sat at this bar drinking mutant serum he's had a long day at work he wants to get home but gas feeds are through the roof so he can't you know he can't go anywhere so he's literally just sat there drowning his sorrows he kind of stumbles out of the bar and goes for a piss in the alley and he sees this kind of wormhole he ends up kind of a moth for the flame and stumbles into this thing falls through this kind of ripple uh in the metaverse and finds himself landed in the uh goanna forest here in the goanna forest he's kind of like just completely spun out because it's an alien landscape to him from where he's come from and he freaks out and this uh mutant had uh, zombie traits um as part of his uh, metadata and his makeup so in the story he then like, as he freaks out he bites one of the goannas infecting them with this zombie virus. And then he, t- he takes off running, uh, through the forest. And as he runs, he spills his mutant juice, which ends up, uh, going through the goanna food source, uh, and creating these kind of mutant, uh, uh, pineapples that, uh, if the community eat them, then they're gonna. Become mutated. So that's kind of set the scene for what we're going to do with, um, the second series. So it's going to be this, um, kind of like two collections in one. Um, so there's going to be two rival factions and it's going to be the Goanna mutants and the Goanna zombies. Um, and then that's kind of setting it up. So there's going to be some interesting kind of, I guess, kind of like challenges and like battles between these two, uh, two separate communities. And then we're also behind the scenes doing a lot of work at the moment, um, in establishing kind of a formal Goanna DAO where we're going to take, um, you know, a sizable percentage from the V2 Mint and use that to formally seize a treasury. Um, and we're doing quite a lot of work to ensure that everything we do with the with the DAO, we're gonna set it up so it's, re- it's um, like fully legally compliant um, and we can hopefully kind of set a bit of a blueprint for how to other projects can kind of follow this on Algorand as well. Um, and the DAO is gonna have kind of two different aspects. There'll be a social DAO, um, which will kind of be responsible for organizing like in-person events, meetups, some of these challenges between the two factions. Um, and that'll be kind of com- community controlled. They'll, you know, they'll be able to run the treasury. We'll have paid positions with people working within the DAO. Um, and then the other aspect is um, we're gonna have um, like an investment uh, part where the community can come together And they can say, right, we want to go and we're going to go and invest in this. They'll be able to, you know, there's this proposal process that once that's been followed, um, we'll be able to spin up uh, a legal entity to then go and pursue this investment um, as a collective. Um, So it's a really exciting time for us uh, in the Goanna community. Um, We're really looking forward to being able to expand the size of the community and onboard a lot of new users into our ecosystem. Um, so, yes, a big couple of months ahead. Um, but, yeah, i really excited um, about that. But in the in the short term, um, as I said before, if there's anything we can do to help with the transition um, for these these communities, um, the puffins and the space trees, then, yeah, like, please reach out and just let me know anything I can do to help.
5: Yeah, I need to say thank you because you were very it's an experience for us to do to do and see everything you do it was very cool that the, the community is very supporting and you are very friendly we need to say thank you for that
1: yeah and generally i, I want to ask you know both the space trees and the puffins about there's i'm sure there's other eco-friendly eco centric projects on terra luna I, i'm not sure who you have spoken to but what other resources or what other what other items you think that we could do as a community to help them, you know, bridge the gap and bring more people over? Because I feel like you know I I saw there was a, I don't know Hellcats and some other projects going and so on, and obviously you know those are cool projects, but they don't exactly it's not really relevant to them if you're you know if you're planting trees or whatever. So I'm just curious if there's any curious if there's any other projects and you could think of obviously you discuss later, but Generally, what other items you think that you know, including the tool that um, you know the Data History Museum Rob is working on, that we could do to get them here, and and if you have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was posting that I guess that link to the the beta sign up uh, in the Terra leaders kind of founders community leaders a chat and um, created an algo channel there. Um, and, yeah, got some got some likes and some looks and stuff. I mean, a lot of projects have chosen, like a lot of the big projects have chosen Ethereum or Solana. Uh, they did that pretty quickly, like the Hellcats or Wrecked Wolf. Yeah, yeah and
5: also many projects left, so it's difficult to... Yeah, it's to, crazy. Yeah, they lost everything, so it's very difficult to trust again another blockchain, mm-hmm. if you say like that.
2: Yeah, I think that is one thing. For like, sure. you just see people just disappeared. Um, but, but yeah, spreading it in the, in those channels, um, as well. I mean, like Terrapins I think was one that we mentioned, maybe we spoke about, uh, personally. Um, but they're also one of the OG projects on Terra, Um, and they were really pushing forward on their video game that was looking really cool, their web three game. And, um, they were just about to launch a, yeah, like a, a rabbit character that was really cool. And we had done a, just a collaboration on like a signature that was going to be included in their collection. And yeah, they were, they were moving forward pretty, you know, pretty well. And I, I hope, uh, I think I put them in touch with someone, so I'm not sure where they are on, you know, Algorand, but they're definitely aware. Um, and then, yeah, it's hard to say, um, I would have to, <laughs> Take a look at the projects that didn't that haven't rugged.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I think that Terra community is similar to Algorand. True, true. Yeah, they support each other, and we talk a lot, so I think people can hear you. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think
7: that's
2: that, the key. Yeah. You no,
7: know, it's pretty interesting that you said someone to Ethereum. I don't think they'd just go to Solana
1: or us. Like, why would they go to Ethereum if Terra? I would say strictly liquidity in those type of situations if they're choosing Ethereum. But even now, like Ethereum
3: is like volume. Like you go look at OpenSea, it's dying, and then like Solana is like a volume on Magic Eden. It's like going yeah, up. no. I mean, Magic Eden
1: just flipped them. I guess it was a couple of days ago that they. I mean, if they if it was one day or not, they actually did more volume than Magic Eden, uh, Magic Eden on, than OpenSea. That was the first time ever. It was just last week.
5: I don't know. I think that project that goes like that is. They care more about their money that other things. So
7: Yeah, Jeff, when you when you when you say liquidity,
1: can you can you explain what you mean by that real quick? Just I guess total volume with and you know uh, you know the amount of money in the system. You know, how much gotcha. yeah. I was just wondering, um
11: I know kind of a lot of the focus in terms of onboarding nft projects and communities to algorand kind of is a is around um i guess like it's kind of got to be sort of like led by the projects um you guys mentioned that there was quite a few projects that have just kind of following the crash they've just basically like rugged their community is there scope where when that's kind of happened like if the discord is is still active that perhaps it could become like a community-led initiative like they could oh totally they could could basically migrate over and instead of it you know it could just become like a community-owned thing they could whether they'd run it in some kind of like dao structure and the the community could take ownership of those kind of abandoned projects and it would be a vehicle like you know kind of throw them a life raft bring them over to algrand and let them just kind of establish themselves and keep them going i guess because I think that's, you know, we've seen it here on our ground. It's happened. Like we've had, we've had like um, some projects which are rugged as well. And it's kind of always struck me that, you know, if the creator wants to get out, they don't necessarily just need to delete the discord and delete the Twitter and then just disappear. It's like, just find, find some trusted people within the community, give them a wallet and then walk away, you know, like let the community take ownership. Um, So yeah, I, I wonder if there's any of those communities as well, that perhaps if there's a way we could, Help them keep their their projects alive and bring them across. I think that would be be really cool as well.
6: Well, this tool that yes, right guess, now, right, yeah. yes, right now. Yeah, sorry.
4: Right now I'm a little bit a little busy. Like I, I haven't seen other projects also, but I, I'm gonna be aware of that and help out from our friends of Luna. I have been talking about a lot of friends, uh, and I told them to to go to Alura, but uh, they they they're doing like a thousand governance about the community and communities choosing Solana. I think so. Like something like happened to us. The first thing we we vote, uh, community won Solana, but right now we we like the the head of the team, that the boss of the team. We we say like no, Algorand is for us. This is this is our our
7: blockchain. So,
4: uh, community supporting that.
7: It's very interesting that Solana always, like, I, I'm hearing with, like, the DAO votes, you got, you're putting up a vote, you're comparing Solana to Algorand, and then Solana always pops up. It's just, like, is it just for the sheer fact that, like, Solana has just been around longer? That's what it seems like. It's, like, it comes to somebody's and it comes off the tongue better, or, like, I don't know, they've done a better job marketing the chain. I don't know, what, like, what is it about that? I hear it I, all
3: the time. I, I think uh, mainly because they're kind of like us, they're, we're both venturing off onto different tech. Like, you know, we are using the AVM. They're focusing on like, you know, Rust. And uh, I feel like we're just kind of like, we're using blockchain, but we're using it different ways than most people are.
2: Yeah, I mean, in terms of a, a project as well, I mean, they there's a lot of tools that you can, like modular stuff, you can just build on top of each other, you know, whether it's discord verification or marketplace integration or bots. And there's just so much, there's so many toys to play with. You can kind of build, you know, uh, you know, you can just build all of this logic out without, uh, you know, needing to develop it cause it's just there, but there's a lot of pay, you don't know, have to pay for a lot of things. And there's, if promotion is you have to pay for promotion, it's a very much like a pay to play ecosystem and, a you know, like a, it's kind of like a Las Vegas, you know, kind of, promoter landscape, you know, it's a bit scammy and that's also what I, what I didn't like about it. And, uh, but I think, you know, it's, it's just a lot of people come from that, right. That a lot of people on Terra uh, came from Solana as well. Cause there's that kind of gen spirit right oh we have Um, our d gens that's probably uh, for sure (laughs) don't don't get it
1: they're they're here they're lurking if you look if you scroll through the chat they're lurking down there for sure um no there's no okay well
2: hello everybody (laughs) um but speak up
1: no but i i think that generally i i would say this about the algorand ecosystem and i don't know this is just my observation overall um the people that are here they're a little bit more I guess a group as a whole the community, I think they have a little bit more wisdom. They have a long-term perspective. They do their own research. And um, obviously, you know, you could chase, you know, these crazy moonshot coins that are worth nothing. And, and, you know, in in a way, like the people that are here in the ecosystem now, it's like, you could say, oh, you know, you're pumping your bags, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, for me, I've been buying since $2 I'm buying at, 50 cents. I I, I objectively chose Algorand from day one because of the team and the technology. And, you know, these other ecosystems, you know, Solana is like a light switch, people make jokes. and Cardano, you know, it's not super efficient. It's, you know, it's not, it's kind of vaporware. Like you can have all these other critiques. I I will say one thing, Algorand is consistent. It works. um, It's built to scale. And I think we're just getting started. And obviously the macro doesn't look good and that affects Algo. And you know you could make all these other critiques about tokenomics, etc. But I think when you push all that fun aside, if you could look at it like from a tech perspective and you understand where we're going in the next, um, you know, year, two years, um, that's why people are here. The people that are here in Algorand now, they kind of understand that. So, yeah, we're still buying at Yeah, cents, man, for sure.
4: I, I was gonna say that um, I really love Algorand. I'm, I'm, sorry, I really love Algorand between at Solana because I was in Solana, on Wallet and it's so slow to do something and Algorand goes like way more faster. So uh, just doing that, so just learning about both blockchain and doing that, you see,
6: okay, this is the one. Algorand is the one that to choose, you know?
1: Yeah, I want to ask yeah,
2: the t- Go ahead. I was just gonna say yeah the tech is like really nice I have to say that like that's what I mean the potential of like and I actually like when you have to approve the the ASA because it means that there's no spam uh which is interesting you know it's kind of a it's friction but it's 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 kind of a USP in a way i never experienced that but you know it's a learning curve but I like it
3: (laughs) all I can send you is algo Who's going to say no to free out? Yeah,
2: you could. Yeah, my, <laughs> my wallet
3: is open, ladies
1: uh, and gentlemen. Oh, really? You could send me algo anytime. But I want to ask if anybody else in the audience is from the Terra Luna community, feel free to request. We'd love to have you up here as well. But uh, yeah, keep going, gentlemen.
6: Yeah, when you first experienced the ASA thing, what did you think?
2: Pop in. I was confused. <laughs> People are like, "Can you accept this first?" And I was like, "How dare you?" I accept. Send it to me.
12: Do you think there's a better yeah. way of explaining uh, that somehow? Like, you know,
2: I uh, yeah, I think it's communication, definitely.
4: I got scared, you know, like signing this, like <laughs> for what, you know? And then I, 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 I learn a little, a little bit. I, I read a little bit that I was okay. Okay, let's do, let's do it.
3: I feel like after people, you know, hear about it, it'll become more, you know. I think more. Yeah, I think the
1: distinction. I think that this is actually a really good point. Everybody should make a note of this. Opting into an asset should not be scary. A smart contract is different. I think that that, like through your wallet, just opting in purely, that should not be like, um, especially for a one-of-one, one, I think that should be, I guess, communicated better. Because I think that, correct me if I'm wrong here, like when people use the wallet and they don't, they're don't, they brand new, they can't make that distinction between, hey, like I'm clicking something. and I might be signing access fully to my wallet as opposed to a single asset. So I think that's exactly, yeah, that's, it seems scary. Yeah, I could see that, that issue, again.
6: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, um, I don't know if
13: anybody has used the new version of Parawallet. A cool feature they've done is if the receiving person also has a Parawallet, when you try and send an asset that they haven't opted into, you can now request them to opt in and they get a notification to press like one button to accept it. And then it tells you once they've opted in, and you can send the asset, which I, I did today, and I thought it was really cool. And I was like really excited about this.
1: Interesting, need to look at that.
7: Oh wow, that's pretty cool. But you but they have to have a para wallet, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, they have to yeah, be exactly. like open it up on the para wallet. You'll see it like a notification pop up, like hey, this guy wants to send you this asset. Do you want to opt in? Like a friend request or an email, you know? Like it's pretty cool.
7: Yeah, I um uh, I I noticed today, like when I sent myself my NFTs. To my um, uh, to my wallet connected to my Para, I got notifications for it. That was cool. Like, oh, your NFTs are in your wallet now. I thought that was pretty sweet.
6: Um, dude, my Algo should do that. Where is he? Where is that person? Or that person? That should be. Um, uh, that would be the. You know, I'm sure everybody
7: here uses my Algo wallets more, right? So, I know I use it on a Daily basis for all of our multi sig but I'm uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it depends on what I'm doing, you know. Uh,
3: to be honest though, using that, uh, that uh, verification of where you use your phone and your computer, like, and you essentially use like an offset phone to approve, it's actually more safer than a ledger. So if you just like, or just scan the QR code and that's for the like the pair and you can essentially have like an offline key like that, it's pretty cool. So I like that function on air.
6: Yeah, I'm just thinking. You know, yeah.
7: No, I'm just going to say like the, you know, like, what well, yeah, like Poppin said, he was like scared of the, the ASA opt-in thing. So I just like, I feel like that's like a, it's like a, de- it's like a deterrent for, for folks. First touching algo, maybe. Um, and it'd be, I would just be so curious to, to hear what like the algo foundation of folk when they made that, like, why did they make it that way? Like, I, I don't, does anybody the safe, know?
3: This, the safe state. It's- storage and stuff like that and then only that to eliminate spam because i mean that was just something i mean especially with nft creators now like if you're like big one on ethereum people will just send you assets so people think you're holding it you know oh
7: and, gotcha uh... yeah so it's like when i see all those random giveaways in my soul and wallet, i mean it's like
1: like what... vitalik got sent like 10 billion dollars worth of shib or whatever it's like i don't want that and now all of a sudden everybody thinks he's supporting it you know he didn't opt in then he had to go to his cold storage and Sell it and get rid of it, and I mean that's kind of one situation. I mean, well then yeah, that may, okay. Well then that
7: makes sense when I think about it that way because people get these random rewards in their wallet and then they click on it and they get rugged and they get like all their money goes away because they, they didn't they didn't know what it was. So I now I get it. I totally get it now.
2: <laughs> well, I think 100. Yeah. I mean you need spam filters in the future. Like email has spam filters. You're gonna we need spam filters somehow with. With wallets, well, I mean, yeah, it's a it is a problem. We did discuss
1: this in another spaces. Yes, but, we did. Yeah, and yeah, we did. And we had one potential solution. For example, we have Al here here. Um, if I accepted everything that comes from his wallet, I wouldn't have to opt into every single asset. That might be another layer of, you know, I guess friction, making the experience f- more frictionless. But um, yeah, I, I think that that would be probably an optimal solution. Um, but yeah, if if it's custodial, yeah. Or if I, I trusted, yeah. yeah.
6: Guys, uh, my algo wallet has a app, app, app for iPhone. No. Uh.
1: Well. Only well. Para you, algo. you
4: use it from the from Chrome, like.
6: I don't know if if you can help me out. I I was looking. Yeah, at there's para para yeah. algo wallet yeah there's um uh oh so... yes I,
4: I have i have para i have per algo but i i was looking for my algo to have it in myself no no so... no
1: so what you can do is you can take the c phrase from Myalgo wallet and put it into Para wallet. so you could have the same wallet on your web browser and on your phone and that's kind of the way people have been doing it lately i think that's mm, okay yeah.
8: okay
6: i honestly use my algo on a day-to-day basis like on my desktop it's super fast
7: like i you know i hardly ever i hardly ever buy nfts on my phone i hardly ever i just I can have, you view
2: nfts in my
7: uh you cannot view nfts in my but you could search for them right you can't like see the picture but you can that's
3: correct you, you can look can, you can view
6: them in pair wallet yeah yes that would be nice Can I give you a tip actually, like from an NFT perspective, even though
11: technically it's not a wallet as such, Rand Gallery is actually the best and the easiest way to do that. Like if you connect your wallet to Rand, you basically, you have like a profile page, if you like, or an account page. And if you click on that, it brings up all the NFTs that are held in that wallet. And from there, you can list them for sale on the platform, but you can also send them to other people. So, like, as a creator, you like, you know, you're constantly sending out NFTs to different people for giveaways and rewards and moving stuff around. Um, And that's like, it's so much easier to do it when you can see visually which NFT it is. Like, if you do it through my algo, you kind of, you know, you've got to check like you've got the right named NFT, and it's just doing it through brand just makes life so much easier. So, in a way, it's almost become for me, it's my default um, NFT wallet, if you like. Um so that's that's kind of a
6: little sneaky tip that I'd I'd recommend. Yeah, I think that's totally makes sense. I think I just keep on bringing I keep on bringing up
7: my algo because I think of just the multi-sig functionality because I feel like you know, I'm using that so much, obviously for the things that I'm doing within our DAO. But when it comes to like creator and NFTs, yeah, Rand is like cream of the crop, I think of algo in terms of that for sure.
2: What kind of tools are there to like create DAOs, and like how, how are people going about that? In my algo or in Rand, or 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 just on uh, algo in general, or is uh, there a certain kind of?
3: Well, we're we're still waiting for like the treasury management tools before I would say proper DAOs can be created, Um, but they should be coming soon.
6: Yeah,
10: yeah, we're but, still really
6: early. Yeah, but like popping, but I, I like uh.
7: Like a high level, like how we've been doing it in in Guana in in Alguana is, so we'll make a sub channel in Discord, and it'll be, for example, let's call it the Mutant DAO for for ETH, and then we would create a multi sig wallet in Myalgo, and then we would create a Gnosis wallet on Ethereum, right? We would create both of those so we can control funds in multi sigs on both chains. With signatories, um, with my algo, it's obviously it's super fast. No fees, money goes in super quickly, um, and then there's signatories on it. Um, and then we decide, hey, we want to buy this ape. So then we'll there's well there's no way to like there are tools to like use Go Eth or like these things, but to be honest, like the easiest way for us was to send all that algo from the multisig to a cx and then sell by ethereum and then send the ethereum to the other multisig on gnosis and that's how like in a way we're using it right now from a um i think um uh I don't know who brought it up but like there's no like the tools are still being built out on Algorand to really do all this from like prismatic and, and zest and all the in in all these things you know, two companies but um that we've been like hacking at it basically in that way. We've been using Web two tools to monitor everything, so Google Sheets to monitor all hard contributions, Google forms um, and signatories in all in, in the sheets, and that's how we've been managing all that basically. It works though. you know what I mean? It's pretty solid. it works like. We've gotten like, I don't know how many DAOs do we have in Guana now. It's like, I think it's like six or seven. Um, and they're all being held in Google Drive. Um, they're monitored. People can view them. You know, there's no like, r- you know, for sure. People ask a question, they could, they could, you know, they could find stuff. So.
10: Hi, puppin' awesome. Uh, I want to welcome you. Um, I'm one of the developer, or one of the co-founders of AlgoX NFT. The other, um, or one of the other uh, NFT marketplaces. And uh, you know, congrats on the move over. Uh, unfortunate circumstances, but we all welcome you. And uh, you know, I, I'm around, Kraken's around, all the marketplaces around to make your transition
6: easier. So just let us know what we can do. Awesome,
2: yeah. Thanks, and uh, yeah, we should we should we should talk sometime. I don't think we've we've spoken, so appreciate it. It's been, uh, yeah, just to reiterate, it's been a, a crazy week and so far, so far, really happy. Just like every day, just getting more positive. It's like the last week, when I think about it, it feels like the worst week of one of the worst weeks of my life. I mean, you know, physically I'm okay. So, you know, it wasn't the worst, but um, it was pretty rough. And this week seems like one of the best. So I don't know. It's, it's confusing, but it's really cool. Wow, yeah. So, thanks again. I feel you. I, I, I feel the same th- the same thing.
4: Last week, I, we were derotated, you know, we were like down, down. And now this, this approach of Algorand and all the welcoming is like, oh, my God, this is, this is the feeling I was looking for. So thank you. Thank you so much. Also, Algo, Algo NFT, I, I haven't spoken to you, so I just follow and I will keep uh, DM you. Come for yeah, the love,
10: stay for the problem. NFT. 100%. Is there any any one other Terra
2: yeah.
10: projects? Ah. <laughs> I did have one question of the Terra projects. Uh, how big are your mints? Or because I, I jumped in your Discord and I saw there were like two thousand people there, so I was wondering like how big are the releases on or were the releases on Terra? And how big are the other discords? You know how many people are in the Terra ecosystem?
2: Yes, some were pretty. I mean, Galactic Punk said, I mean, the mint was ten thousand. I think 000, you know. Yeah. Yeah, earlier mints were like ten thousand often. That's when we came in. Um, We did five five thousand four hundred, and then um, I think in two thousand twenty two, a lot of mints started to be more around like I think higher price but lower number. Just kind of getting the mix right, kind of getting the the value versus uh, you know marketplace match uh, tighter. And so mints were yeah. I mean, some. What do you think? Go on, Kemi
4: when when Luar came out they, Luar, they were exactly. like really yeah they were like two thousand three thousand three hundred three thirty three and a, a small a small n f t projects, and yes, the price also was like one hundred twenty dollars or one fifty around that they they were they were getting higher and higher every 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 project, but yeah, yes, it was more uh, expensive. We, like, in the, in Terra, we were like mm, we start like Puffin says ten thousand, and then it were getting lower and lower. But no, the community is huge; a really big community. And to 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 stand out, it, it was a little hard, you know. Like uh, I don't know if the Puffin has something about it, but because you started earlier than I I did, and it was a a little easier from the beginning and then it was of some heart.
2: Yeah, we were lucky because we were one of the first, I think, five projects. So it was just by chance that we happened to develop early and that obviously helped us because we were on the own. There was only one marketplace back back in November. So, um, you know, that was it. And then there was two in December and then by the time March came around, there were I don't know, five or six main marketplaces. So, um so yeah, we did well, but I think definitely a lot of it was cuz we were we were there early. Um but uh but yeah, so we're just lucky in that sense.
10: Well, we're like average. Yeah, it sounds like, like a Yeah, what was the average mint?
2: Um it it depended on the project because projects had different utility. Like some some NFTs were like for games and some were um you know, mutable and others were uh you know just really like exclusive communities so it really did depend uh, your average might be yeah 100 to 250 probably was your average but you had higher projects that were minting for 500 bucks and you had projects that were really like 50 bucks too depending on the the kind of the value um, prop i guess
4: yes it was depending on the project and also the 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 nft marketplace you you mint because we we were minting in tallies that are, and all the projects there uh, have low prices, like 30 bucks, 40, 50 bucks. And then you have, uh, I don't know, Luar or another NFT marketplace. They were like 150, 120.
6: So it was a little mix. It it depends on the project. Yes. Like the puffin said. Yeah.
10: That's all over the place. Uh, on our end, um, you know, I think most I think most of our mints have, were pretty small because we had uh, wallet limitations. So you could only really mint a few at a time unless you had like uh, three or four or five wallets. And more recently, uh, Algorand's actually expanded that feature. So now one wallet can have like 10,000 NFTs. And with that, actually, uh, we're hoping to, well, on, on AlgoX NFT this Monday, I invite everyone here, we're going to be hosting a 10,000 shuffle. And we want this to be historic. We want this to be the uh, the first shuffle on Al, on uh, on Algorand history to sell out in one day, 24 hours. Uh, it's going to be a little difficult. It's 100,000 NFTs. Uh, our the mint price is going to be about 10 Algo, so like four dollars and fifty cents. Not too bad. It's going to be a Algo Pixel or Pixel Squirrels. Um, you know, I invite everyone here. We also created a special feature that we're going to release that day, and you know. Please show up. Uh, I think I'll go squirrel. Well, Pixel Squirrel seems like he uh, jumped off this chat. But he, uh, he has a lot of plans for his project. He actually just received uh, an Algorand Foundation grant. So he has big hopes. And, you know, I invite everyone there. Okay, I'll throw up a link as well. Sweet. Yep, there it is. <laughs>
3: nice. Yeah, I did pretty decent on the Goon Shuffle. And that sold out in one day. So
6: I got high hopes for the Squirrel one. How big was the Goon? Yeah. 4,200.
10: Oh, yeah, and on uh, Algorand, we don't call them mints. We call them shuffles. Uh, everything's minted at time. That's the word I, that we're I, looking I, for. <laughs>
4: also, we, we said a candy machine. You said it shuffle, so...
1: But yeah, yeah. So we, we, <laughs> might, we might have to steal that one, candy machine. That might be better, actually. Yeah, we, we well, said it. That's uh,
4: we're going to set the candy machine. And <laughs> you said it the shuffle. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to used to it you know the words you you say and the 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 one i used to use
10: i actually kind of like canning machine i think i prefer it over shuffles
4: well i I'm, I'm getting used to shuffle so don't don't change it anymore please
10: <laughs> also going to drop some alpha since uh, tim ung is here um i don't know how like uh like what the terra ecosystem was like in terms of metaverses but we've uh you know Thankfully, Tim Ung has connected us to the Monaverse project. I don't know if anyone's familiar, Monaverse on uh, Ethereum. Um, so we're going to try to work with them to bring Monaverse minting over to Algorand so you can start minting your own uh, Monaverse galleries or your Monaverse worlds and selling them. So that's going to be a Algorand first. We're trying to bring the metaverse over to this world. So let's see how it goes. And uh, most likely developments will start in June. That's a little bit alpha for everyone.
12: You dropped the alpha before I could. Now I have nothing to say. I'll just go back down. <laughs> ah, Tim, Tim.
10: <laughs> no, Tim Ung has been amazing. He's been uh, making it happen. You know, Without him, it would be really hard to get in touch with Justin, and he's just been pushing it. So big props to Tim.
12: Yeah, I guess uh, to explain a little bit more for everyone, it's, there's no promises here, but one of the things that I really have been pushing for ever since I joined the Algorand family here is to get a really high-fidelity Metaverse platform onto Algorand so everyone can enjoy a world of their own. And it's been so tough to find a company that's willing to make that transition. And it's taken until now to finally get to this point where MonaVerse is considering that transition, but they will remain as a cross-chain platform at that point. So they'll still be on Ethereum, and they'll also be on Algorand. And the big idea here is to do a test net first and slowly build it into something where we can release it so everyone can then enjoy it. Uh, I don't want to make any promises here, but I do know AlgoXNFT and I, and also Zestbloom, all of us have been really pushing as hard as we could because we think Algorand would be the best place for that platform, and here's why. Uh, Right now on Mona, one of the features that they have that people haven't been taking advantage of is the token gating aspect what does that mean if you connect your wallet and you release an nft series say the Goanas release a series and all of it is connected to one wallet you can then token gate that space so that only the people within your organization or that nft uh, or who hold one of those nfts can then enter that world and be within it so if you start to think about the 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 ways that this could be used there's the coffee dow that's on algorand already and others who have been trying to create something like this. And I think that this is a great opportunity for Mona to really shine in that way. The reason why they haven't been taking full advantage of it just yet is because we all know how much gas fees are and how much it costs to buy an NFT right now on Ethereum. So I think as a more community driven blockchain, I think Algorand was the best place for them. We were also considering Solana, but. As of right now, I do know that we're shifting into Algorand and I'm so happy that AlgoXNFT and I have been pushing hard to get them on board. And the one question I did have for the people coming over from Terra and Luna is, have you minted something on Algorand yet? And what did you think of that experience? And the reason why I asked that is because uh, AlgoXNFT and I had a meeting with Mona today coming from the ETHS. Area, and what they saw when we were doing a test net version is as soon as we clicked the button to mint something, they were like, "Oh, it's done." And so I'm just curious on your end. You know, when you're making the transition to Algorand, what has your experience been like? If you've minted something already, I haven't. I I want to. I'm I'm looking at the projects and all of that, but
4: I, I haven't. I really haven't. I maybe this uh, to, tonight. I'm going to mean something. I promise. I, I, I'm looking to the projects and learning about it. But this week has been so much work, so
2: I, I really haven't. Uh, yeah, for I'm into a couple things. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the things I've done is accepting ASAs and kind of exchanging some NFTs with different projects and learning that. And, but um, the first thing that I noticed was I had to like sign a lot of, so Terra was fast. I mean, that's the thing. Terra was nothing like Ethereum. It was a, a, a nice process. Um, but there were, on the mints, there were a lot of, often there were like bots and, um, you know, you would, they were time limited. So you wouldn't, I don't know if that ever happens on Algorand, but like, Ooh, I if I don't you understand. get front run
1: by what, bots, and you what can't. What was the reason for the time limits on the mints? I'm curious. Like, what was the thinking behind that?
2: <laughs> yeah, so it was very typical on Terra. Like, you'd have like a pre, like a whitelist would get, like one hour to mint, and then the next, maybe there was another whitelist, maybe one or two whitelist, and then you had the public uh, shuffle or the public mint on Terra, and um, it was like a free for all basically. And you had maybe an hour, two hours sometimes to uh, get an NFT, and then off, sometimes you wouldn't be able to get one because you know you just get front run by bots, or it was just super popular, and that was an issue. Um, but yeah. Time limits were just like a thing for some projects didn't have time limits, but at the beginning they were very common. Like you could only do it for 24 hours or 48 hours. And it was just the marketplaces were kind of dictating that. And I guess it was just to keep things moving forward. Like we have a project today and a project tomorrow and a project the next day. I'm not really sure. So, well, well, uh, but, um, your dynamic,
1: like were they burning the excess NFTs? Like I'm confused. What, like, what was can I
12: Can I explain this one, yeah. uh, Jeff? So I, yeah. I, if I understand your question here, Pop, and you're asking about time limits for whitelisted people versus a public mint where it then opens to the regular?
2: Yeah. Are there any time limits? Uh, uh, as tra- of right now, uh,
12: in Algorand, I haven't seen anything like that just because the ecosystem hasn't gotten to that point where it's necessary. The other uh, question you're asking was about bots. I haven't seen a lot of bots in Algorand buying up NFTs during Mint. I do know that there's probably someone out there creating bots to do it. But the ecosystem isn't at that point where that's a big concern. I do know that there are projects right now like um, there's the the alien tourism project, which is launching this weekend, actually, where they're actually doing a whitelist token. So they're sending tokens to people who were whitelisted. And those people will then be able to buy first and then they'll open up up, public mint
2: on a a separate day. Cool, that's a good way to do it probably. Um, And then my other point was when I minted my first NFT, I had to like click a bunch of transactions. Um, I don't know if that's, do I have to do that every time? But like the first one I had on my My Algo wallet, I had to click like, it was like five different uh, transactions, I think before I could mint
6: my first NFT. I only I had to do so. that with
7: like my ledger, with my ledger, right? Like click in, you know, click in. But on my algo, you know,
2: now it's... Yeah, I did it with my ledger, actually. So is it only with ledger?
7: Yeah, it's with, or, it's with ledger.
2: Okay. I had to do like a bunch of sign-ins. I was like, oh, man, this is... You know, because you got to right-click, 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 accept, right-click, 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 accept. It took well, a while. That, I
7: think I think that might. So, like, I remember doing that in the first time with my ledger. That was like the f- first instance of that. But then now, when I'm opting into an asset or sending something, it's just connected. See the you know see a signed transaction on my ledger, and it's just it's it, it's quick. But I I think I know what you're talking about. Like, in it's the just that first one. It's the first one, yeah,
3: yeah. If you want like a fast, secure way, uh, to like interact with the block like with Algorand right now until we get until Pact comes up with that ledger solution, uh, which will lower like the disputes and stuff. uh, Definitely just get you like a cheap iPhone or, you know, iPad or something. And you can just use like the pair wallet as a separate connection to uh, like, you know, a separate device you just never put online, you know, except to interact with the blockchain.
2: Burner phone. yes (laughs) yeah but other than that it was it's been good but actually uh, like uh kemi my plan this after this week was just crazy trying to get set up and and manage things i think this week my goal was to jump in all the different discords and get a feel for the communities and uh mint some nfts and um you know we definitely want to support the the rest of the also on Terra, you know that was pretty common which was cool you know like you would mint other nfts and you would buy other nfts and your community would buy nfts and your dow treasuries would invest in you know other nft yeah. projects because you want to invest in the ecosystem so definitely plan on doing that as well and I'm, I'm just excited to kind of find out what our favorites are
3: i saw so, you in the bingo discord so you're definitely yes. welcome there fam
2: i'll be i'll be there i'll be there this weekend i joined and uh you know i'm gonna pop around this weekend yeah, Mingo's a to, really hot project right now. Uh, I don't know if anyone's told
10: you about what's upcoming. And maybe Mark can make it. Please tell away.
2: me. Uh, uh, I, this sure. weekend
4: also, I, I'm going to meet. Tonight, I, Tonight, I'm going to meet. I'm going to meet one NFT. My first <laughs> algorithm. I, never mind. A- NFT, I promise. You must
7: mm. mean, tonight. If you
4: don't you meet told tonight, me You told me why. You be... <laughs>
6: <laughs> yes,
4: I, I I'm going to do it with, with algo, algo NFT. So I, I'm going to be there for Definitely. sure.
10: Definitely just, uh, you know, to anyone here, just uh, connect your wallet, go to your address page by clicking on your address in the top right. And then on that address page, there's going to be a a bright pink button that says Mint NFT. You just put the name, the unit name, how many you want to mint, and you add an image, and that's it. And you you click Mint, and then that's done. And five seconds later, you have your NFT there, or maybe 4.5 seconds later, you know? It's pretty nice,
4: though. Good, good. I'm going to do it. Also,
7: also I'm going to buy one. One one project. So, oh, so, you know when you get your dad to mint something, you know that, that that's it. That's that's gold.
10: Yeah, yeah, I got him to mint something. I got him to list a few things. I, I got him to buy a coffee bean DAO and do one of the shuffles. Uh, hopefully, he jumps <laughs> awesome. in and buys an Algo squirrel on Monday, uh, and then he'll be telling me about the cool NFTs that are coming out.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. actually just well, I'm just going to a Algo X NFT right now and going to mint something live. Oh. Awesome.
12: If he yeah, leaves this that, chat, just... we all know why. It means that his experience is just too good.
10: <laughs> you want to go DJ?
12: Yeah, I, I want... I'm not... Yeah, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, you you know, Algorand's efficient, man. I lose shrimp fast on here. Alright? And that, that transaction speed when I lose a shrimp, like, nah. Alright? I'm still salty. I lost 1,000 shrimp today, boys.
6: <laughs> That's a wild bet. Boys, which projects
4: are coming up from Al- Al- Algo, right right now? Like this week?
10: I don't know about this week. Maybe Algo Squirrels. But what I'm really looking forward to is um, the what is it? Mostly friends, and then the Algoana Mint. It's gonna be wild.
1: I mean, I, I think that the the two bigger mints in the next quarter are gonna be. I don't see anything else coming close to those. I think that MNGO, it's it's technically a V3, right? It is a V3, uh, mostly friends, and Algoana V2. Um, Yeah, I think they're going to be the biggest. I don't think we'll see anything big until September even. I I don't know what's going to come close to that. I'm curious, like, what the next project is.
10: Yeah, if you uh, checked out NFT Explorer, which is another great app in the ecosystem, it's uh, an aggregator. You'll see like Mingos flying off the shelf. There's so much volume in Mingos. Everyone's preparing for Mostly Friends. I'm not really sure how that works or how like the Mostly Friends project's going to work, but I think your Mingos can influence what your future NFTs look like.
3: Maybe Mark and Eggers, can
10: talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, some of your traits on your birds will transfer over to your Mostly Friends, which will be your pet humans. Uh, they'll start off black and white, and they'll be like a. I think like a 3700 original collection, but they can be burnt down to 1200 because see, you earn these things called shrimp, which we technically just degenerate in sports games and try to see who can get the most. But, uh, what they'll also be used for is that, uh, you'll have to feed your friends this because your friends will start off black and white. And let's say you look at this one friend, you're like, "Oh shit, everything's awful, but I like the eyes. So you burn that friend into your other friend. You take that one trait and put it on the friend you like and it gains color. And then after you do this three times, you have a fully technicolored friend and it's called a best friend.
10: We could all use some friends. Love that. Well I gotta so go by already, the way. But it's been it's been great talking to you and great meeting you poppin' and Zima and everyone else. And uh, you know, I hope you guys have a great Friday and a great rest of the weekend. And also awesome. my DMs are always open if you want to reach out. Welcome, everyone.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Welcome, Algorand.
10: Yeah.
1: Hey, everyone. Can you hear me? Another bird. If you ever noticed.
2: This
14: is the bird
3: chain. That's
2: one thing we love about Algorand. This is the bird chain, and we got to make the uh the bird alliance a real thing.
14: Bird life. You know, there might be actually something
2: uh there
14: before you guys came on came to Algorand. Is there something
2: like that that we can join up, the, the bird alliance? Maybe, maybe not.
14: <laughs> I may have okay, to. Okay, I hear I with, see. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Um,
3: <laughs> I am down to make the bird fam. I'm just saying.
14: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can try to work something out. I'm, I think there's a lot of birds that we could
2: work together with, right? I'm really excited for the puffins. Yeah, we can fly. How many birds here can fly? I guess they're all flying birds. No penguins. No there penguins is, there to speak of. There an is
14: angry penguin. Um, I don't think I see they, them. Yeah, there's usually they are they are in the Twitter spaces, but I don't see them here today.
3: There's are as well.
14: Well, yeah, Sudo is the puffin too. The, yeah,
3: the puffin. the other puffin. and Lundy,
14: <laughs> yes.
3: right? Yes, yes is the Lundy. That's
14: what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About the Lundy's are doing some. Awesome I'm friends stuff, with the Lundy's. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're awesome. They're definitely pushing on the, the utility side of things. So I'm really excited
7: for what they're going to do as well. But to hey, cre- get to, sorry, go ahead. No, just going to say, when you guys um, create the Bird Alliance, you guys could go um, uh, help out an endangered bird, bird um, uh, species somewhere in the world, you know?
14: Yeah, that would be super cool. I want to say. Yeah,
7: because.
14: Oh, so, uh, yeah, go ahead.
3: <laughs> I was going to say birds fly together.
14: Yeah, yeah. I was also going to say I think one thing that maybe Algorand can do or our community community can do is try to get more not-for-profit organizations to just accept Algorand directly. I know that um I like to when I donate I, I like it's not that I don't want to donate to any organizations in gen- uh, but it's it's more so that there's a convenience to it where I don't have to convert it to fiat and then send it over. Um so like when I do do donations um it's usually two organizations that have Algorand wallets or accept Algorand.
2: Yeah, in our, we're having an event on Sunday, like a, a block party. And I think a lot of, lot of the groups here are invited and that we've spoken to a few people. And we're going to have some speakers from Terra as well as um, Algorand. And uh, Zyma is actually organizing that. Uh, I might have more to say, but one of our speakers is going to be uh, Angel Protocol from um, from Terra, and that's what they did. I talked about it earlier, but they really facilitated uh, donations in uh, in Luna or or UST on Terra, and um, they had onboarded a bunch of charities. So, might be good to even connect with them and uh, you know talk about how they did it, or maybe they have to have some support because I'm not sure what what their situation is right now, given everything that happened.
6: Yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing them at the block party. Angels at the black party? Oh, they're also a bird, I guess, if they're an angel. <laughs> also, I see Kraken here. Rand Gallery. Hey, how's it going? Well, hey, man. Doing all right. Where's the... Good, thanks. Uh, got a question for you. For, I think we... I was
14: listening earlier. There was a mention of whitelist shuffles. Doesn't uh, Rand Gallery... Wait, What does, doesn't Instant Shuffle have that feature of sorts, maybe not as robust as what they want, but there's the ability to whitelist wallets on instant shuffle.com.
15: Yeah. Um so you can definitely provide a list of addresses and you can also provide um, a limit per buyer. So that's one way to accomplish I think what what you might be looking for. But it depends on how nuanced sometimes people really want like nuanced solutions. And we do have some other solutions. Like if people want like a certain number of NFTs going to specific different wallets, like we can accommodate that, but that's a more custom ser- uh, service right now.
4: Hi, i i want to I want to ask: Do you have like a trace difference? Like, if I can ch- search by a tray, I don't know if you
14: understand what 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 I said. That's that's the yeah, that's the arc sixty nine. Um format metadata format so uh there are certain nfts where they have um their traits as metadata um and then uh you could see it on a lot of most of the platforms. support arc 69 so if you look at nft explorer you look at rand gallery or um nft algo x nft i think um they all have the ability to see different traits um for a collection and then uh, you can filter by it too if i
6: recall correctly yes yes, filter by by the the traits. yeah
2: i think kemi you were talking about your trees uh every year that you would kind of see the tree grow right so that would be like a mutable nft right that it would actually be like a morph every single year which is also possible on arc uh, the new one right arc 19 what was that yeah arc 19 i believe
4: well, yeah. Uh, for now, I have to learn a little more more about it. But yes, the tree, or well, well, the thing, we the thing we are gonna do is like you plant the tree, and every year you're gonna have an upla- upload upload new picture in our web page. So uh, that's the main thing. But that's a good point. You, you're doing it. You know, like having the the NFT
6: like also grow with you
2: yeah the nft the nft tree could actually grow
6: <laughs> yeah that's right
2: that that that's
6: good so i grant i need help to to develop this you know
7: on terra when you guys were when you guys were there the like the community size was it like how many active like active wallets were participating in um nfts on terra you know was it was it pretty close to ethereum like is it close to Algorand or is it close to Spline? Do you just want to ask that? Well, no,
4: I, I don't have that number, but the community was really big. I don't know if think that has like a number. Oh, no, we, we weren't like Ethereum, but I think
6: a little bigger than Algorand. A little, uh, yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, I think that Terra is, is bigger than Algorand.
4: Was. It it
6: was. I'm sorry. No problem. Welcome.
13: Yeah. Uh hi and uh thank you for inviting me up. I, I uh we had like a really successful it was going really well on Terra, so we had like a pretty successful project going on Terra and right now we essentially kind of landed on Stargaze as the next blockchain, but to be honest, we've figured out a solution where we can actually operate on multiple blockchains with our project because, we, you know, we basically run like an AI generative service where we like create AI NFTs for our users. I I just wanted to basically... We've been looking for so many blockchains and it's probably one of the biggest decisions you can make uh, for any project. Um, I just wanted to hear... And there's been pluses and minuses when we look at like every single blockchain, right? And Algorand is actually a blockchain I haven't really looked into that deeply. Um, So while I have like people in the room right here, I was wondering if you guys could sort of like give me all the, I guess like we don't need to go through the minuses, but just give me all the pluses. We can give you the
1: A to C. Uh, Who wants to start? I guess you want to try wants to who wants this i i can go, go
6: for it uh so uh algorand is
3: a pure proof of state blockchain which which has means it has a different consensus mechanism than typical proof of stakes. um naturally if you know that uh algorand was founded by Silvio Micali, who's like the grandfather of the vrf and zero knowledge proofs so he implemented that into the consensus mechanism where it randomly chooses a validator have 1,000 wallets in which anyone could be a validator by just simply running a, well, it used to be a Raspberry Pi, but now they're saying you got to use like a really low, low-end CPU. Um, but yeah, that's all you need to b- participate in consensus. And it's just like a random lottery. It's a, you never know who's going to be. So that gives it a really fundamental edge in block time. Right now it's like 4.5 seconds, but they're talking about making it like almost two seconds pretty soon. And it's never went down. I mean, like algorithm has been up since 2019. Not once has it went down. Um, you know, the only uh, I'll give you some negatives right now is just right. We use teal. There's people that are making higher learning languages like Reach and stuff like that, making it easier to develop. But the the language is one that uh, it's a double edged sword because one we haven't had time like solidity to make this catalog of things you got to use. Everyone's still experimenting in this phase. But the language allows it to do things, scale in ways that Ethereum couldn't. And the only other negative I would also say is we have to up our relay nodes, which we have two different node sets on here. Um, We have people just participate in consensus and they only have to remember the last 1,000 transactions. And then we have a relay node that takes care of heavier contract code and it will remember the rest of the uh the ledger. So uh we definitely need more of those backend structures and indexers. Um just
13: straight off the back of that, I would like to ask then another question, which is the reason why we like went with stargaze Well, number one, we were kind of forced to make a quick decision on a lot of these things. So we made these decisions within like literally one or two days of the giant Terra meltdown. And uh, it was essentially uh, a friend of mine who's got a lot of experience in these things told me, like, Stargaze, go for that. They're they're very NFT-centered. So I went with them. And... Essentially, I guess my then other follow-up question is uh, how sort of NFT-centric is Algorand? Because within Terra, NFTs kind of felt like sort of a bit of a side hustle for all of these sort of uh, DeFi looping DGens who just like would stake their money, make loads, and then sort of like, you know, actually even though it was a big market, NFTs were relatively like sort of underdeveloped. And uh, I just wanted to sort of find out how sort of developed NFTs are within our grand. Good. Well, if anything,
3: we're probably further along on NFTs than Terra are. One, um, we can't hard fork, so that's something that, like, let's say you made an NFT on, you know, Luna, Classic, uh, there you and then now there will be another NFT of yours on the new Luna. Um, you'll right. never have to worry about that with our algorithm. <laughs> you know. We- and then not only that they're not smart contract purely smart contract based on here they can actually be native assets if you want them, which adds like a certain layer of security for your uh, holders as well
1: it is unfortunate that we always would discuss this in regards to Solana and Ethereum Ethereum class of bitcoin bitcoin cash and we would make this kind of hypothetical situation where hey guys you know why do we use Algorand XYZ oh it never forks and you know other conversation I had, I would get laughed down for this, but um uh, it's apparent why this is relevant now as opposed to before. It's it's much <laughs> clearer and you know, unfortunately than it was before. But um I, I will say a couple of things. Um, you know, the gas fees are minuscule. Um the, like market maker was saying, four and a half seconds to two and a half seconds to finality. Um and in regards to generally what the outlook for the ecosystem is, look, there is a What's the terminology I want to hear I, I always say is um, potentially in the short term, yes, you could be losing out on gains or whatever else you want to say by not going to Solana or ether polygon or whatever um, and and that's that's totally I, I think true in the short term, you might have more potential there's uh, that on other blockchains, but looking at the, the, the like the future outlook overall. FIFA partnership, LimeWire partnering with Universal Music Group, uh, Napster, and whatever else is coming down the line, Starbucks, but whatever else is happening, potentially, I think that the journey for a lot of people coming from Terra Luna, you know, if you had that experience, you want to make a long-term decision for your communities. And I think that one bad journey moving to another, I think that's just, I think that's disasters for a lot of leaders. I think they should be looking long-term. So I reached out to Galactic Punks and whoever else, and I think they are entrenched in the ecosystem. I don't think they're going to make that type of move. But, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, we always talk about like we're all going to make it, but, you know, it's not true, you know, <laughs> not, not everybody's going to make it. And who is going to make it in the end? I think Al is here to stay. Uh, we don't have the volume compared to other people right now, but if you're, in the ecosystem, even within this, if you want to call it a bear market, however long it's going to last, I think Algorand can break the mold. And with FIFA happening in November, we're going to be a household name. And if you're here now, yeah, there, there could be something special. So we'll see.
13: Um, one thing, particularly about let, let's just take Galactic Punks, for example, is that a lot of NFT projects are actually like just derivative projects of like Ethereum. NFTs like CryptoPunks, Bored Ape Yacht Clubs. And so a lot of these, a lot of projects have got the problem of like, if I go to that blockchain, there's literally already three or four other punk projects on on that blockchain. So it makes their life really difficult trying to essentially then move to another blockchain where there's probably another punk project. I don't know. I haven't looked at Algorand. Maybe there isn't a punk project started there yet but um with our project in particular we basically like we mint tokens right and when people own these tokens they can like log into like this uh system we've built and with that they can submit like text-based prompts and then we render it into like an image and we drop it back into their wallets again so we're like a ai nft generative service and we just like generate nfts for people we airdrop it back into their wallets so what you're saying about like low gas fees that's like absolutely essential for our business model because we basically render like one to two thousand nfts every week and um so we one thing i've learned from Terra is like we can't put all of our eggs in one basket so even though our first move is stargaze which i'm like really happy with they're very nascent They're very young and they're totally NFT maxis. But like, uh, I'm still not going to put all my eggs in one basket. So we've created a system where we're going to take our collection up to like 10,000 tokens that are in circulation. And we're going to hold 10,000 tokens on every single blockchain in like an escrow. So like when someone wants to move from Terra to Algorand, they'll send their Terra X token back to our wallet and we send it out to their wallet on Algorand. And so we're gonna create this sort of escrow system across all the blockchains going forwards to like sort of protect ourselves from this like sort of really exposed risk of operating on a single blockchain. And um, essentially like, you know, I'm just looking at sort of like the options going forwards. Stargaze is the first one, we'll have that done by next week but I'm basically following the pop-in puffins over to this uh, chat. And I, I don't really know much about Algorand right now. So um, I just want to say thank you for answering all the questions. And I, I'm going to look into it a bit more deeper now. Are you able to sort of recommend me or point me in the right direction in terms of marketplaces or? For sure. Um,
9: yeah. probably the go- starting points uh- probably the migrate.algorand.foundation site. Because we've got a bit of, some high level info, and then we've linked off to the key kind of marketplaces and and aggregators and and analytics.
7: Yeah, also look at Rand Gallery and Algo X NFT. They were just on here. I think Rand just dropped, but um,
6: definitely those are two marketplaces you should check out. Yeah, you just uh, the aggregator. It's like a NFT Explorer.
3: So. Uh... That Will kind of show you like if you were like you know looking like you know
6: scalping for the best in the tea, that's where you would
3: go, Rob. If
1: you want to, uh, if you want to link that above as well, if you want to pin that to the top, that link,
13: yeah, thank you so much, guys. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll um, I'll let someone else take the floor for yeah. a bit. I'm gonna just do my yeah, research and, and
1: le- PS Labs. Like, again, we're here every Friday, there's a lot of spaces on weekly. We're here to happy to like point in the right direction, don't feel like you have to. Obviously, do your own research, but ask questions. Like we're, we're. I think the issue with Alga particularly, it moves so fast. A lot of the resources aren't; they're in Discord or they're like you know in people's heads more than they're on paper per se. But something like Robert, you know, um, he he provided right now with the foundation. I think that's a that's a good stepping stone for you. So, yeah,
2: yeah. And I would say PS Labs is an awesome project. I mean, the stuff that they were doing was, you know, every day we get, you know, you get. Twitter comments or you get, uh, you get people in Discord posting, uh, you know, their renders that they got from PS Labs. So what they were doing was really cool. So I, f- I have no doubt that they're going to do well, uh, you know, multi-chain. So I definitely think, yeah, whoever can talk to them about developing sure. their project on, on, uh, on, on Algorand would be definitely. cool. I've got, yeah,
7: Rand. Sorry, go ahead. Rand just pop back in if 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 PS Labs wants to, wants to ask a
1: couple yeah. questions to Rand and real gallery. quick Rob just tweet the actual thing you want to link and then you could just then you could post it you have to tweet it first. Oh, cool.
6: Kraken. Oh yeah, ask away. Uh, for some reason the app kicked
13: me out. Um, oh, I've got some like like straight off the top questions. Um, how what's the queue looking like for your launch pad? um what's like a sort of uh we 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 released these render tokens at around ten dollars but um we found in terra there's sort of like a limit there's sort of like a certain market size right so like even we released five thousand to begin with but that even that was like too much like the market was not big enough for that so that's maybe a question that i can slip into your dms with but like What kind of, uh, I guess, like uh, lead times are you looking at in terms of getting onto your platform and um, how, is it like weeks or months? Um, Yeah, that's the question, I guess.
15: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it really depends. Uh, Right now we're trying to kind of speed up that process and we're just trying to prioritize projects that, we feel really stand out and kind of resonate with the team the most. So like um, definitely please feel free to apply and we can definitely take a look. It sounds like a cool idea. What you're doing. And,
1: and, and just to add on top of that, there are, you have also InstantShuffle.com, right? Rand if anybody just wants to use that.
15: Yeah. Oh, thanks for bringing that <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also have this open platform for doing shuffles. If you want to drop a lot of NFTs at once or a lot of tokens for those renders, um
13: that could be a good solution too um so i mean essentially we don't drop like loads of renders in one go is essentially like once we release tokens into like the let's say the algorand ecosystem it's like the algorand users render their own nfts and then they trade it amongst themselves we just like provide the rendering service And we like actors on like I I always explain as like a research company, we just go out, we look for like the newest like AI, open source services, and we just like wrap it up into like an interface for people. Because it's like just like sometimes it's hundreds of parameters. And so we map out all the parameters we we look at where, like sort of what makes like a normal or how to package it into product, basically and then we just release it um and then we just let people use it and we we release these tokens that like sort of le- allow us to basically control our own rendering capacity um and so we would basically just be like opening that service up in, onto like algorand uh but our, we have some basically our developers are just like starting to learn smart contract development we we're all just people who have like 9 to 5 jobs who like do this because we love it and um but we're all getting really deep into it we've all gone down the rabbit hole quite deep now so maybe within a year we'll be quitting our jobs but uh terra set that back by like a uh, let's say six months and so yeah i'm really interested to markets basically uh off the back of that it's like market size is really important because if we release this service into the ecosystem we need like hundreds of people to be using it because we don't charge anything for the service it's free we just charge a two percent royalty on the nfts and that pays for all of the service and so it's really important for the sort of business model that there's just people using it and so that's why I like sort of I was saying maybe I'll slip into your DMs later but like market size is relatively important it's not super important because I believe that we'll you know Algorand will grow and all these other markets will grow within a year by like double or triple but um yeah in in our current situation where we just got totally wrecked last week um we're sort of Uh, trying to figure out we're trying to make the big moves first if you get what I mean
15: totally yeah sorry you had to go through that but um you know props for kind of being resilient and looking at new paths um I think technically using Algorand I would suggest your team use a single creator account and actually mint the NFTs to that creator account um the way on on Algorand the way that royalties work is usually uh if somebody resells an NFT Um, the royalty payment goes to the creator address, whoever created that NFT. So as long as your company makes that, you should be accumulating royalties and you should be able to choose royalties. um, At least on Rand Gallery, we let the creator choose the royalty when they're approved. So like you could choose 2.5 or 5% or whatever works for your business model. Um, And in terms of evaluating the market size, I would totally recommend checking out NFT explorer. They have a really good stats page that shows a breakdown of like uh the sales volume for like per day, per week. Um they even show I think the like the monthly USD sales volume which might be more relevant to your needs if you're you know paying for cloud services not accepting Algorand unfortunately. Uh so so yeah, I would recommend checking out nftexplorer.app and uh, going to their stats.
1: I, I just linked uh <laughs> Go NFT on. Explorer, and I linked also ASA Lytics. So you see the first two pins, and also I linked what Rob was mentioning, the migration page for Terra Luna projects. So those three, I think, are the key first steps I would take, and I would also join, like in, uh, you know, MnGO server, for example, the one the one I'm using. In my profile picture. They're probably one of the most receptive NFT communities to answer more or less all your questions. So I'll just link that one as well. Yieldly, and I just got
13: one tiny. Last question yeah. you'll be able to answer in like 10 seconds is um are the royalties dished out by the market or that you're listed on or are they baked into the smart contract? Good question. So they're yeah.
15: Yeah, they are based on the marketplaces. Um uh, and currently so Rand Gallery lets you basically as a creator, you choose one royalty for your entire collection. Other marketplaces have different strategies, for instance, uh like A B2. I think they always give 10% royalties, and, and yet yeah, other places have during strategies. Uh,
13: thank you. Yeah, thank you very and much, me, guys. I, I'm like it's late here in the UK, so I'm just going to
1: sit back. Yeah, and just I'll just say one last on,
13: thing. I, I'm going to take a deeper dive tomorrow. I'll just say
1: one last thing on royalties. We don't have we have smart contract standards that are with baked in royalties, but there's not like a standard that stands out so far. We are kind of, I think, as a ecosystem, looking to. You know have something like i don't know there's a couple of different arc standards that are looking to like standardize the smart contract royalties but that's not like a huge thing right now we have kind of these free ASAs, as i call it where we can peer to peer trade them for free basically so that's kind of the state of the ecosystem in that regard
15: well so i don't i'm actually curious um because my understanding is that ethereum and solana allow you to freely trade their nfts so i'm actually not aware of like a successful example of a smart contract that like base in royalties I, I feel like that would really limit the innovation of marketplaces too like mm-hmm. like would we be able to do shuffles or auctions or is it only the specific like listing uh, method that the smart contract allows like i'm curious to learn more if pu- pu- like on are they enforced by uh smart contracts
1: i'm not sure if puffin zima or anybody else had the answer Kimi, Kimi or
13: I feel like that one's like a bit of a double-edged sword because for a lot of creators, obviously the independence of like just having your royalties baked into your own contract is nice. But obviously the security of the smart contract, if it ever gets compromised, it's nice that you can just move those royalties over to your new wallet address or anything like that. So from a creator's perspective, I like the idea that like um you know is baked into my smart contract it's kind of under my control I can just take that smart contract to every market and everywhere I will get that royalty but obviously the flip side is if the security of that my wallet ever gets compromised then I lose all of that forever it's gone and there's no recovery but whereas if the market is um handling that then at least there's like sort of some you know uh kind of recovery on, on that so i'd say that's a that's a proper double edged sword i don't know quite know where i stand on it but you know within the sort of a decentralized world i guess um things are always trying to move towards putting the power into the individuals pocket and um but like that, you know, maybe that's not in—that's not what everyone really wants. Maybe that's not actually the best solution, you know. Uh, even though that is what people are trying to design towards in most cases.
15: Yeah, I'm pretty sure on on Ethereum and Solana, you can just send NFTs freely. So it's um, it definitely sounds good. Like the the idea, like oh, smart contracts are a cool tool. We can. Use them to enforce royalties, why not? And like technically I think you can to a certain extent, but then once you do that, it really limits all the things you can do with that NFT because it can only operate in like very limited constraints in terms of how it moves around. So I think there would actually be a lot of like costs associated with like enforcing it at a smart contract level. Um so so yeah, like it, it might sound like a good idea, but I think it really would limit innovation and stuff.
13: So um uh just so when we are on Terra when we we're operating on Terra we release tokens on like a with a marketplace which doesn't in you know it's not baked into the smart contract like when with the X tokens where like they you need an X token to basically like enter our services and those were like enforced by the market but we have like a second collection called the lab and the lab is where like all of our users' renders they go into the lab. It's like a sort of our users' collective artworks all go into there, and that was like a smart contract enforced royalty, which is like uh works much better for that for that smart contract because that's like an ever growing. Contract like ever growing collection, know, never- we render to it like we basically increase it by like one or two thousand NFTs every week, and people trade it like crazy. Like, people just trading their renders for like it's not much, like one or two dollars, but like loads of them every day. And so, and then, and then there's loads of OTC deals, just people sending them backwards and forwards to each other and stuff. So, like, you know, people operating outside of the market. And so it worked really well in like that case, but like for the tokens that we sell, to allow people to do that, you know, the market controlling that works well as well. So that's why I brought up the question: if I was going, if we were going to create the collection where basically what I'll say is the lab collection, which is where we we basically put everyone's renders, that collection works really well when the royalties baked into the smart contract because that's actually where we make our our money as a business and that's what pays for all of the rendering that's what pays for all the airdropping and the minting um so you know it kind of uh, you know, you just need like one like bad actor i guess in terms of a marketplace to just come along and say like oh we're not going to we're not going to uh honor the royalties that the creator wants we're just gonna sell their shit um i'm not sure if that'll actually work that way but in my head you know if you don't have that royalty baked into your smart contract that basically someone can just go and do that to you at some point
15: though on ethereum and solana it seems like they've been pretty successful um like you know open magic eating like like the biggest marketplaces do respect the royalties
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Friday special Algo Terra Luna Town Hall hosted by Jeff Malko with Poppin' and Puffins and Space Trip and PS Labs. That was part one of two, recorded on Friday, May 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, we kind of need some uh, some funds. Head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show a little love.
16: Laying there at night while I'm counting sheep. Brain, i repeat, no amount of please. Would you shut the fuck up? Yo, I'm trying to sleep. Not till you write it down to remind your genius ass in the morning. When you wake up to realize it was nothing more than a weird dream. And you feel like everybody's on the tape, but things aren't always what they seem. What's real to me isn't real to you Living this reality is barely new And if you've seen this little feud You'd be filling up your gas tanks too We're living in a fucking simulation of a simulation Don't look back or you'll get sucked into the miscommunication All this dumb fucking ruckus, drink bleach here Keep it tight demeanor and swing for the bleachers
0: This ball is crushed
16: I feel like I wanna kick the bucket over, spill the fun, release some of the means of hunting all these silly motherfuckers, coming at us like we don't got a bunch of guns, or something these are fucked up times we're living in, and I don't need the judgment, free to suffer no need to suffer, the leaders buzz freedom, hunt disagreements wander cold streets filled with screaming bottom feeders, take me to your leaders, blasting propaganda through the speakers, so if you wanna build, let's build. But if you wanna steal, get buried in the field. Double duty at the Rockin' Rudy. Coppin' Fruity, not a newbie. Got the Rudy's Hospital looking like Chewbacca. Threw me through the window, fuckin' sue me. Now I'm looking all hypnotic bougie with a bunch of suckers I went to school with who barely knew me. Students sitting here, fuckin' clueless. looking at the next duck, trying to see who the goose is. Should've paid more attention to the hole in the boat. Now tell me why y'all still vote.
0: Spaces.